Welcome into episode 144 of the Natural Hat Trick Podcast special playoff edition alongside Leftovers. What's up? Craig Morgan. He's still here line, Jamie. And Jamie Eisner. The Natty Hattie. Sup, that's it? That's all you have, Chris? That was your line. By the way. Yeah, I know. Wait, I didn't get to introduce myself. That's all build up. No, now, that, that's the undercard. Are, I'm Luke Lipinski. All right, go ahead. <laughs> you want to do that? I'm a little Luke too Lipinski. breathy there. No, sorry. <laughs> I had to get it in before Jamie said whatever insult he's about I, to I, hurl I just, leftovers. Again, there. I want everybody to know. I want the listeners to know that I tried to fight against this again. But, again, Craig Morgan, biggest leftovers fan in the room. So wait till I Only give you my playoff predictions. Leftovers fan in the room. You're going to do playoff predictions too? Yes, I am. You know, leave your mic on, Chris. Are we doing predictions? I, I, since you mentioned that, I think this is a good time to read Seth's tweet. Actually, that is, it okay. is. There, there was someone who just told us to leave leftovers alone. Who's it? Who's that? Yeah, I think my it was leftovers. Fan. Did you see that? I, it was my sub account. Yeah, I did. It was my secret <laughs> account. I tweeted. <laughs> but from Seth, if leftovers is the Shirelli of the Natty Hattie, who did he trade away to get? Jamie Eisner and Luke Lipinski. It goes further and deeper and more insulting. <laughs> Jamie is probably Ryan Strom here. I just assume Craig S. Morgan is McDavid because he does everything. Yeah. I Personally, I like that tweet. I would agree with half of that tweet. I don't know. What, what does that make me? I don't want to be so Adam Larson. You agree with the McDavid half and then... Yeah, what are you, Adam Larson? Wait, but he called you the Shirelli of... Well, because I think I called him the, uh, the Shirelli okay. of the podcast. Does that mean I'm in charge? Yes, no, but you do a poor you, job of it. That means we had a good thing going, and then we brought you in, and you ruined it. Oh, okay. Right. So in this scenario, Edmonds actually, such a good thing you going. would trade me away for a second pair of defensemen. I'm McDavid. So. But not yet. That's not, that's not how that works. You're, you're my well, biggest fan. I can't remove you I know, you but you're, you're Peter Shirelli, so yeah, you do need to time. shore up the blue line, so you might as well trade the franchise. I have to do this whole show wondering if I'm Adam Larson. This podcast yeah, they, you don't even have an identity. Yeah. It might be better after that tweet. The show's just not tough in the corners. No, and it never will be. So, let's. Um, we're gonna on the show today. We're gonna get series by series playoff preview. We're gonna go through the final three awards we didn't hit last time. <laughs> that seemed to evoke a bit of a response from people on Twitter. We'll get into that in just a second. Uh, a couple coaching, mm. one vacancy, one non-vacancy, which is where we're gonna start. But iTunes, subscribe, rate us. Preferably, Please rate us. Pre- preferably higher, but Please, whatever. Yes. Just rate us. Please, just, just rate us. Throw something down. Yes, I'm going to break character for half a second and say thank you for those of you that have yes. rated us. There's been about a couple dozen ratings since we started promoting it. It does really help us. We do really appreciate promoting it. Promoting is a, probably not the right word. Begging? Yeah. Really? Begging, yeah. Begging. Groveling. Oh, groveling. Yeah, groveling. I like that better. So thank you for that, and then I'm going to go back to my normal I was ignorant self. in that I didn't no, realize. Don't, don't say that in the past. Time. No, I say I was setting it up <laughs> because that's what Adam Larson does. He sets up the opposition. I was uh, ignorant in the sense that I didn't realize how much the ratings mattered on iTunes. Not Again, it's not like you have to give us a five. It's just the fact that if there is a rating, that helps. You don't have to do a review. Ratings take one second. Reviews take how, know, how, how important are they, Luke? They are so important, Craig, mm-hmm. that I can't even describe them in words. I would have to break into song, and I just oh, don't have that in When we were we getting ratings, my children were eating beans. Yeah. Good beans, at least? Well, yeah. whatever beans we had. Okay. In cans. Then to make do. In the house. And now, fresh now. beans. <laughs> now, garbanzo. Magic. Magic beans. Uh, let's start with the... Uh, let's start with the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. Keeping... Because this is the only time we're going to talk about them for the next two months. So, they keep uh, Joel Quenville. Usually we get to go another week before they get eliminated. Joel Quenville and Stan Bowman are both staying. The good? Uh, 
and did, the bad. Did not see that coming. Did not I see that, that coming either. the least likely option of both staying. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. How, uh, how does this, how is this supposed to work? It's a good question since they, well, they, you know, they're, they're getting along so nicely ever since that walkout in the hotel in the draft last year. I don't know how it's going to work out, but clearly they're allowing Stan Bowman to, you can't call it a rebuild because they still feel that they have the key pieces in place where they can retool and make one more run. It's, they're, they're going to try and follow the Pittsburgh model here. But when you look at the moves that Stan Bowman has made, why do you have faith that he can oversee such a process? I, I have no problem with bringing Joel Quenville back. He's one of the best coaches in the NHL. That's not going to change because he has younger players in the lineup. I know there some coaches have this narrative about them that they can't coach younger players, which it's just obtuse analysis. That's all it is. Dave Tippett had it around him for the longest time. It's it's about having talent on your roster. A lot of, most obtuse analysis should be like the name of a segment on this show. Probably should. There are a handful of coaches that you could look at in this league that, that have come and gone the past few years where you could say, yeah, that guy doesn't know what he's doing, but the two guys I just mentioned are not in that company. So Joel Quenville coming back makes perfect sense. But now, again, you're entrusting this process to Stan Bowman, who has botched the roster so many times, botched the management of the, the salary cap so many times. It's a little surprising, and, and I, I get that you give a guy a little leeway when he's won cups, but don't forget... What he inherited when he came there. Yeah. Dale Talon put together that most of that roster. And I do wonder how long the leash is for both Bowman and, and Quenville. I wonder if the Blackhawks get off to a slow start next year, if this then becomes a distraction for them. But if we, who gets fired in that Quenville? It's, 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 it's usually the, the, coach. the coach, right? Yeah. It always is the coach. I, I don't. I really don't get this because, to me, maybe it's just because we've done this show with Craig for so long and we know Craig. But I'm. I'm hi. Hi. How, how you doing? doing? How's your uh, how's your keyboard attached to your other keyboard? Does My ten work? key. Yeah, it's the last day you'll see it. I'm glad he's not putting the towel on top of it. No. The, the laptop goes in tomorrow for repairs. <laughs> what about the typewriter that's hooked up to it? No, no, we're not there yet. I um, w- when I hear that they're keeping Stan Bowman for another year, I almost see it like they're pushing this back another year, and I can't help but look at the roster now and say, who's the next young player that if he gets too expensive? Would go. I mean, why doesn't Alex Dabrinkit get any? Okay, why did, why did you bring him up right well, after you said what you said? Because <laughs> that was my first thought, but Hearing he signed. Hearing that mentioned too many times. Yeah. He's on an entry-level deal, though, for the next yeah, couple Yeah, that's years. the thing. Yeah. He's not going anywhere because he's cheap. Why doesn't he get any, any uh, Rookie of the Year buzz? Everybody just forgets Chicago is in the league this year? Uh, it's probably because of the late surge. There's just yeah, a, yeah. He was a good at the start here. of the year. Yeah, but there are a lot of factors here. I, I, I still I don't think he's a finalist. Even even no. if I look at it, I still don't think he's a no, finalist. No, he won't be. I haven't even seen him like in anybody's top five or six, but he has 28 goals on a team that didn't score a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you guys, I mean, I, I think you both hit on it. Like, if you if you go into next season and you put both of them on a short leash, you're really just putting Quenville on the leash. Nobody yes, fires exactly that what you're doing. GM in the middle of the season. No. So I don't, I don't understand that. And I have to think if Quenville got fired... A month into next season, some other team would fire their coach. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The it almost season. puts yeah. Joel in a worse position if he gets fired early in the season because then he's well, unless he wants to take some time off. Yeah, yeah. But you know, when you're free in the summer, it's it's easy to pick and choose what your opportunities are. There are less opportunities if you want to get right back into coaching. Again, he could just take some time off. And, and I don't see a clear path for Chicago to be significantly better next year. They shouldn't no. have been this bad this year, so no, I would move the baseline up. I, I don't I don't know if I even agree with that. Again, this look, at bad? Their, look at their blue line. Look at their blue line. I can't what, find it. Other than Duncan Keith, the, the wonder that is Duncan Keith, what do they have back there? 
Nothing. They have nothing. That's true. They have nothing back there. Yeah, but they still shouldn't be. I mean, I don't think they're a playoff where, team. I where, don't know. where does your offense start? Where do you generate offense from in the in the NHL these days? It comes from your yeah. blue line. It does, but I mean, if, if Crawford's healthy, sure, that that probably well, changes yes, the picture that, that, a little bit. Of Corey Crawford's because he's healthy. excellent. They're still not a playoff team, though. No, I don't think they're a playoff team. But boy, I, I st- wow, was Brandon Saad the most disappointing player yes. in the NHL this year? Well, he absolutely, he's especially when you yes. consider who went the other way. Yeah, but I mean, even if you take the fact that Columbus got a, an eighty point producer out of it. What did Sod had six goals in the first six games, and finished with eighteen goals and seventeen. You know, assists. it's funny too because Stan Bowman talked about getting younger and faster. Hmm. Hmm. Panarin is young. Panarin is fast. Yeah. Sod is not fast. No. No. Um, Go ahead. Well, you're supposed to be on this podcast, so weigh in occasionally, please. Yeah, yeah. This is my team, so this is where I get. Well, mine too, upset. kind of. Yeah. Nick Letty. Not yes. on the team. Yes, correct. Tebu Teravainen, not on the team. How, how do you do this year? Those two players huh? help this team tremendously. Big time. Nick and Letty they're gone. Help them hugely because and that's a gone. puck mover. Letty, Teravainen, I mean, there's just... But Aaron. And Aaron. You didn't save much money getting sod. Yeah. You just didn't save much money. Figure that's out the another thing. way. I mean, they sold it like, well, we have to do this because Panarin's too expensive. Panarin was... First of all, if you're going to be a point-per-game guy, you're not too expensive. And secondly, they didn't really save any money. Teravainen, by the way, we kind of like, yeah. we acted like it was a big deal when they first moved him, and then it was like, oh, he's in Carolina. What's he really doing? He had 64 points this year. Yep. I mean, that's not... Yeah, but nobody lived up to expectations in Carolina. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> According to... Uh... There are no expectations By the way, that, I, I, that team, I, I don't know what to do with. Did you read his quotes? I did. Yeah, that's going to be interesting, huh? Uh, I mean, it, 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 are we going to explain ourselves? Yeah, we probably. Tom Dunn's run of podcast, yeah, Carolina Hurricanes, who uh, speaking code the whole show, <laughs> not getting not making rave reviews internally so far. Not making a lot of friends in that in that uh, dressing room. Who isn't the new owner? Oh, well. <laughs> it's not like the owner's important or anything. How, what did he say? We could have how many new players? Up to nineteen. Up to nineteen. Which we could is have none. Odd, weird number. Not yeah. twenty. Nineteen. Well, he he's identified 19. four players apparently that he likes. I'm guessing Tebu Teravainen is one of those guys. Yeah, let's play this Sebastian game. Sebastian Ajo. Who are they? Yeah, Teravainen, Ajo, uh, Hannafin? Yeah, Hannafin's got to be on that list. And then I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Anybody yeah, guess yeah, who the fourth is? Jeff Skinner. I'll go with Jeff Skinner. Skinner's Jeff on Skinner. the block every year, isn't he? Yeah. Well, then that other guy isn't on this team. That other guy. <laughs> that other guy. The mystery guy. By the way, the Blackhawks also announced that Marion Hosa is not going to play. Well, they didn't they announce it officially, but they said he's, they don't see him playing again next year either. Nothing has changed with his no. condition. And that was a... Another big blow to that team. Yeah. I, I know he was aging, but Marinosa was still a, a remarkable player. Especially defensively. Yeah. If you want to look at, uh, and I, I understand plus minus is an extremely antiquated stat, but. Uh, but not here, to some. But here you go. Well, but it is to me. And I some think shout you. over the airwaves. <laughs> some of it believe it is the only stat, but uh, I would go the other way. Still, when Duncan Keith, who is routinely like a plus 20 to plus 30 guy, is a minus 29, again, that doesn't reflect on Duncan Keith. No, That's what people seem to lose. Situation. Yes. That reflects on the team he's around him. He's got nobody him. to play with, and he, he shot a quarter of a percent this year. Right. Like, both those things are not that, going and, to... And he's well, playing in all the tough situations, yeah. too, because you don't trust anybody else on that blue they line. Can't. All right, they shouldn't trust anybody else on that blue line. Let's get to the Rangers so we can transition to actual playoff teams. Alain Vigneault. Bye-bye. That was quick and... Kind of awkward. Didn't he do like a post-game press conference and he was like, oh yeah, I'll be back. And then he yeah, was gone he, like an hour where later. Where he touted the uh, performance of the coaching staff. Yeah. 
clearly they weren't on the same page. No, clearly they were not. You uh, you know what you're getting into when you take the head coaching job in New York, and, and your leash is going to mm-hmm. be pretty short. I'm not certain that that was a move I would have made. I like well, Vigneault. Also, there's a some sort of dog running there around. There is a okay. dog. For those of you who are fans of, of the NBA and of Zach Harper, uh, Boogie is in the office. It's a good looking dog. Boogie the goat dog. Named as in half dog, half goat? goat? No, as in he's the greatest dog of all time. So the that G, G Godot, Godot, Gal Gadot, the, the person who played Wonder Woman. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you wanted you wanted this guy on the podcast. I watched Wonder Woman with my kids, oh, with my right. girls. Okay, so it was a good movie. Yeah, it was yeah. a good movie. Thank you, Craig. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bat about that movie. My girls like that movie. I know she was. You got a problem with very my daughters? Inspiring my daughters are 11 and 13. Do you it's have a very inspiring. With? No, I probably love it. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt, but Alan Vigneault was fired by the New York oh, Rangers. Yeah. I love playing the kid card when I can. Yeah, it's so good. Just, nobody can do it's anything so without that. Can I ask a question about no. this? No. Does this help the Rangers at all? Like, no. Do, do, does no, it fast track any part actually, of what they're no, trying no, to do it's here? Just, what, what, it he, probably helps Alan Vigneault, really, if they're going to go yeah, to full rebuild. Well, and there's the same narrative about him. Oh, no, he, guys, he, he, he's great with veteran teams, but he doesn't know how to coach young players. Again, just stupid analysis. Shut up, please. Just shut up. When I hear that kind of analysis. <laughs> I love it when we get early in the show and Craig's already telling you. <laughs> but, an open crowd of people to shut up. But when you have a coach that you just extended him last summer yeah. for these coming two seasons and now you've fired him. So that's that's just poor management. If, if you didn't see this coming one year down the road, yeah. did you really think that the Rangers were going to be a cup contender this season? When you were looking at this team, what did, what did you imagine was going to happen? Yeah, th- that's why I don't understand this. And also, that's not really a job I find all that attractive. Not right now. Because it's, so it's probably a young, cheap coach, yeah, right? It yeah, has to be after your... Well, because right now you have your goaltender saying, well, it's got to be about winning next year. Spoiler alert, they're not winning next year. No, it's got to be about winning next year for him because so he's that's still gonna good be some, towards that, the end That's going to be a drama. Well, that can't deal with the Henrik Lundqvist I want out for two months of the season? Dave Tippett can't take that job because he's not good at coaching young players either, right? <laughs> so they're really in a tough spot now. I don't know where they're going to find this uh, this coach that can coach young players because there's just apparently none out there. Uh, the listener pool. They NHL coach. Yeah. That's New York, though. they got to hire, hire somebody, coach somebody they, flashy. They literally have to coach young players. Who would be the flashy hire in New York? I actually haven't haven't read much about this, uh, who the candidates might be. Have you anybody seen names thrown out there? No. No. I think of who's out, who out aside from Tippett, who's out there? Don Cherry. <laughs> Good God. I'm trying to think um, of the flashy. You want flashy? Oh, what? Melrose? Oh, no. I don't know that we can do that again. Uh, we're going to do the awards after the uh, we go series by series here in the playoffs, but I will just say the poll we question. Are? Oh, are you say, is, is he just deciding just that? Unilaterally decided that? But that was kind of asked in a questioning. No, 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 it wasn't. No, that was very declarative. Well, I said, but firm. So, yeah, we're. I was trying to make you guys feel like you were part of the decision, but we're doing it after. Because we got to get into the playoffs here. But uh, the poll question last week was, who would be your pick for the Hart Trophy if you had a vote? Nathan McKinnon, Anze Kopitar, Connor McDavid, and then Evgeny Malkin it's and so Nikita Kucherov. Yeah, because we figure they won't get the votes because they're not Connor McDavid or Nathan McKinnon. Um, we left Taylor Hall off, not because we hate Taylor Hall. Oh, yeah, people were so mad at us. A lot of people were mad about that. I you can it. only put four options. Yes. We already crammed five options into four. Who, here's the thing. We couldn't take McKinnon off because he's going to win. We couldn't take Kopitar off because we talked about how he should be a finalist on yes, the show. And, he's, and he is. We fit Malkin and Kucherov. They both deserve to be in consideration. Yes, I'm and sorry. the same one. We love Taylor Hall. And we put McDavid in partially as a joke because he's going to get votes. Yes. 
that he shouldn't get. We were trolling people with the McDavid thing. But somehow we ended up trolling the poor New Jersey fans, although they got Taylor Hall for literally nothing, so I don't feel that bad for them. That's just disrespectful to Adam. Yeah, I mean, Adam Ross is not literally nothing. He's just not Taylor Hall. Figuratively. Or a, or a top-pairing defenseman. Yes. Should we start top to... Top-pair in NHL.com style. Sorry. Right. Top but pair. it's okay. It's not like Edmonton needs any of those things. <laughs> That's true. They're, they're but also, like, on the right, right side, as mad as people are about about that, we don't have to live in New Jersey. So who are the real winners here? Wow. Oh, boy. Wow. You know, That's, I just smoothed just... everything over. And now we're back in the... Yeah. Jamie comes Now we're through. back discussing wound care. Wound care. Oh, boy. All right, let's uh, start in the east or the west. You, you, never, you never hear like Doc Emmer come on the air and say, we're, we're here from beautiful Newark. I've never, never been to New York, so I can't, I can't rip Newark. I've been to New York, and I've been to Staten Island, and I've seen well, an Staten episode of Jersey Shore. Staten Island. What do you think um, that tourist package looks like from the Chamber of Commerce for Newark? <laughs> what are you touting? There's ocean. You can you can see New York from here. <laughs> Outstanding. Possibly Outstanding the funniest of the Manhattan skyline Jamie has ever said in his life on or where you are not. <laughs> let's uh, let's start in the West. You want to start in the West? Sure, Luke. You, you just make all the decisions. Yeah, so. decision. Well, I asked just... you guys to vote, and Jamie started talking about Newark, so I learned my lesson. Hey, Jamie, what do you think about the remaining awards? Uh, apparently, we're just going to have to wait. Okay. Yeah, I would wait for those. We have listener questions, too, which might come between series. We'll, we'll, we'll sprinkle this in between the West and the East. Okay. Okay, as we move from West to East on your map of the I do uh, like continents. starting in the West because people normally start in the East. Everything's about the East, and I, I get a little that. tired of that. So let's let's start in the West, and the East will be sort of the How, how are we doing this? We just I don't know. You tell us. Look, no, don't, don't ask us for help now. Okay, I've got an idea. Jamie doesn't talk. That's how we're going to do it. And, I can uh, work on that for you. <laughs> leftovers can do a Jamie impression. Let's, um, I'm here for that. Let's start with Nashville and Colorado. Okay. Nashville, 117 points this year. Colorado nearly doubles their points from last year yeah. from 48 to 95. Very impressive uh, season uh, by them. Yeah. That's going to end quickly. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah, I think we're all in agreement. Look, I'm excited to see Nathan McKinnon play in the postseason. But beyond that, yeah, I don't see much in the way of hope for the Colorado Avalanche. Not a great time to have yeah. goalie issues. <laughs> no. I also don't think it would matter. I, I don't think it would either, but if, I mean, if we're trying to pick like how many games this would go, I mean, you know, Colorado's, they're the sort of team that maybe steals a game or two, but with, I mean, who's even playing goal? That's the problem. Yeah. Facing, by the way, a team that might win the cup in the first Yeah, facing mm-hmm. a team that's better than you at every facet, pretty much every facet. The best blue line in hockey, the Vezina Trophy winner. Yes. A lot of depth up front. Okay, but I don't want to just like quickly make predictions. Like, let's let's talk about what. But like, what have you seen from Colorado this year? I, I think I'm stunned. I'm stunned what they've done. When I look at Colorado, and uh, we're talking to Coyotes GM John Chica yesterday, he brought this up as well. He brought up Colorado and New Jersey. Yeah, those are the two. Those are the two latest two teams models that, that, that you look Calgary at. Calgary mentioned in the past. Yeah, and now not so much. But if you are trying to rebuild quickly, I mean, Colorado. Literally went from 48 points to 95 points in the span of one year, and all they really did was get rid of Matt Duchesne. Well, yeah, like I don't, that's the Avalanche aren't a model as to how you rebuild quickly because they didn't do that. They were inexplicably horrible last year. They how should about not turn it around that, quickly? They should not have been that horrible. Look, Nate McKinnon really blossomed this year. I mean, they were, remember there was a lot of talk last year that, oh, maybe Nate McKinnon's not going to be the player everybody thought he was because, again, remember now we give up on players in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Miko Rentnan's really come of age. He's really good. From a, hey, this guy's going to be okay on the second line to a more than a point-per-game player. Uh, Landis Cog had a bounce-back year. Tyson Berry. So, like, their stars became superstars this year. 
And all of those guys struggled last year. Landis Clark did not have a great season. Renton was fine, but he didn't get a lot of playing time. McKinnon was fine, but nothing special. And those guys went from that to, again, I, I'm McKinnon's my spoiler, almost my heart pick. It's as if from year to year, you don't progress the same every year. I don't know what the term for that would be. I can't I don't think of one. Do we have one, one for that? I, don't know. I just like that, that. I think that's what happened here with them. Out of nowhere, Leftovers just looks at Jamie and says, it's as if year to year you don't progress. And I really thought he was talking directly to you, but I guess not. Well, I, he, well, I mean, both can be true. I guess that's, yeah, it was maybe like a double meaning. They've, uh, they've turned this team around from, like, if you looked at, at the Avalanche eight months ago and you looked at their, the players that they had signed long-term and just really just their roster in general, it didn't look like a team that was going to be going anywhere for a while. Even if McKinnon got back to where he was and Rottenen did what the scouts were saying he might do the year he was drafted, and then he kind of, he wasn't bad since he's been drafted, but he just he, he didn't go like on an accelerated pace. He just went step-by-step step each year. Now, all of a sudden, it's, I don't know, it looks a lot brighter, not just because they're in the playoffs, but you have to feel better about this roster even beyond this year, don't you? I mean, you do because of the top-end talent. I, sure. I still wonder if they have enough piece of secondary scoring to do it. I still right. wonder. I mean, a lot of people look at them as a one-line team, right? Yeah. They don't have Eric Johnson's out, by the way, to start the playoffs, too. So that's a, he, he eats a lot of minutes on the blue yeah, line. Yeah, I so still have concerns about that blue line in total. I still have some concerns about the goaltending because uh, it's very up and down. Jonathan Bernier was excellent when Volomov was out, but yeah. he's been blah uh, in the last month and a half or so. Volomov, he is schizophrenic. In that, like, there are times where he looks like a Vesna candidate, and there are times where he looks like one of the worst goalies in the league. And you, I can't really even pinpoint on a night-to-night or month-to-month basis which goaltender you're going to get. So, though, I mean, those concern me. But again, you have a top line to build around, and you have a top pair of defense that is pretty good. It's not excellent, but Barry uh, Barry Johnson's not bad. I would say, back to your point on Varlamov. When you have a goalie like that that can just – he can lose you a game by himself or he can win you a game by himself. When you're the eighth seed going into the playoffs, that's almost the sort of goalie you want if he's healthy, which he isn't. But, uh, you know, if he's capable I mean, I want of – want Pecorine, but – Well, yeah. But, I mean, if, if you have Pecorine, you're not the eighth seed. But if you're, if you're going to get in there as an eighth seed, you, you want that sort of goalie that is capable of winning you or stealing you games. And you're willing, I guess, to take the downside of maybe he'll fall apart because – He's going to have to stand on his head for them to have any chance against Nashville anyway. But Nashville went 4-0 in the season series. Yeah, I'm not uh, ever going to predict a if, sweep. If you break this down just by personnel but groups, where would you say the Avalanche might have an edge? Number one center. First line, yeah, first line, forwards. <laughs> That's, That's, it. It. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's where it ends. It's over. That's where the series ends, too. Anybody going to go with a sweep or no? No, I'm going to say five. I'll say five. I, I could see McKinnon are, taking over. Sweeps are hard. I could see McKinnon. Ga- sweeps are hard in game three for the, the road team's first home game. Or excuse me, the, the, the underdog's first road game, home game. That I screwed confusing. that up completely. Yeah. <laughs> Just turned into a calculus game. equation. <laughs> the lower seed's first home game is very tough to win oh. for the favorite. Oh, that makes more sense than whatever McKinnon can take over a game. Like he, he's got a five or six point game in him that keeps the, the abs in it. And then, you know, Nash will be up two to one and people go, oh, maybe Colorado's going to do something. Then they're going to get blown out the next two games and we'll move on with our lives. Your impression of people is, is pretty spot on. That is how people sound. Oh, maybe Colorado's <laughs> going to do something. That's my favorite thing is when, right. when, when, a, when a favorite... I think you sounded quite What accent? Where are you trying to went north of the border with that accent. No, that was... Canadian? What was it? That was almost New York. This is one of my favorite narratives to watch. This is my postseason narrative to watch. I know New York. I hear New York a lot. 
Clear favorite wins game one and two at home. Maybe it's Philly. Underdog wins their first home game, which is game three, and people start to go, well, maybe, and then we're all disappointed. <laughs> well, that, that sounded like a time. clown. That had no accent. <laughs> that was all the time. That wasn't me. Uh, Winnipeg no, against Minnesota. No, I, I, don't get a, I don't get a pick. <sighs> Who gave him a mic? I, I, have, I have Nashville in five. So did we all just take Nashville in five? Yeah. We did. We did. So just a, Chris is just a copycat. He doesn't, he doesn't even think for himself. All right, wait. Who went first that time? Jamie? So uh, next time, Chris goes first. Okay. We'll just go clockwise. I'm sorry, listeners. Uh, yeah. yeah I, Everybody will get to go first twice. It's, it's really hard, hard to figure out clockwise. Yeah, we're, 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 we're sitting in a, really, a, a I'll diamond just, I'll formation right now. Imagine a diamond-shaped clock. Okay. Uh, Winnipeg. In a straight line. In Minnesota. Well, now this is just linear. Here either, <laughs> this is a non-linear progression. Yeah. Winnipeg and Minnesota. Yeah, you're right. People can't, but I can better. Winnipeg and six. What? Okay. Uh, let's just jump right into that. Christopher. Okay, no analysis whatsoever. Relax. Let's, let's... Where's your analysis? Winnipeg and six. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Good. Now shut up. For Minnesota, wow. before I make my pick, okay. um, we've, we've bashed Minnesota for years now. Yes. And it's not even bashing. Bashing would probably be too strong for yeah. what we've done to I, Minnesota. I can't work up enough energy. We're just bored by Minnesota. Yeah, I can't work up enough energy to care about Minnesota enough to bash them. Oh, right. Eric Stahl's had an amazing he season. Has. Really an amazing have. season. Eric Stahl has been um, just lights out, and it is remarkable that they were able to get him for the price yeah, they got so him cheap. for. He's a, he's might be the best bargain in hockey this season. And it almost it almost kind of starts to make up for how much money they're paying Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter. Almost kind of. Almost kind of. But they are going to be playing without Ryan Suter for yeah. however many games they yeah, last that's, in the series. Yeah, that's not good. They'll be playing without him for the first for their playoff run. That's it. They're not going far enough for him to come back. Yeah, not a great draw for Minnesota. I mean, they for them to have a chance to maybe prove some people wrong, they needed Dubnik to stand on his head, they needed a healthy Suter, and they needed to not play Winnipeg in the first round. I just don't know what, what would have been a good draw for them. Unless, like, Vegas. Well, I'm saying, like, realistically, maybe they drop to a wild card and played Vegas. I mean, that's at least something. maybe. But like, so the Jets are fourteen four and one since the trade deadline. That's a pretty good record. Yeah, yeah. they're and playing really well. Balance too. They balance yeah. up front. They're balance, one of the few teams speed, that have that. size too. They can they can play that game on you too. They can really wear you down. They're three it's an interesting and... team. Like again, I I have that has nothing to do with this first round because I do think they're going to win this series. I I could see this going six though. There, I'll throw it out there. Jets and six in this series. But well, my turn. Uh, eventually you'll get to it. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get, not, we'll get we may clockwise get to it. anymore. That's okay. what happens when you make leftovers go first. But I, I still think You become that, leftovers. I still oh, think no. it's important that Winnipeg hasn't won a playoff game, let alone a series. There's no experience here. I don't I don't think you go from that to sorry, Jamie, winning the cup and, and earning you a nice payday. Yes. Uh, I would agree with that just in the sense. Like, if Minnesota were somehow able to steal the first game, maybe a, a bunch of pressure lands on Winnipeg at that point. But I think the Jets, I think they're playing the, the best possible team you could play in the first round. Like, I think Minnesota's the worst playoff team in the West. I, I'm not as, when I'm not worried about their With playoff the experience for the first round, I am worried about it when it comes to second round. But, but then you have experience sure, at that point. But I'm not even sure it's experience as much as I'm worried about them not being, they're just not a better team than Nashville. And, you know, when, when it gets to that point... Yeah. I think it's yeah, going to there's matter. There's that reality, too. Nashville's the favorite, and the favorite to win the Cup. Yeah, but I, I am of the mind a lot like Craig. And again, if I didn't have you know financial implications on, on my flyer on the Jets winning, uh, I am a big fan of teams taking, this actually makes sense now, linear progression what? when it comes to the postseason and being able to get there, whether it's winter round, win a couple rounds, and it's a process 
to win a cup more often than not. Some teams can come in right away and you know think of LA from several years back and kind of come in and, and run through, but it doesn't happen. That was such a fluky year. Not that their run was fluky, but yeah. just that was a weird. It was year. a weird year. They played the Coyotes in the conference final and the Devils in the Cup final. That was a crazy. Yes, year. yeah. After getting in as the eighth seed, and I, I, that's, I think uh, Pittsburgh had a good season that season, but. They lost to it. Oh, we'll get to that in a moment. No, actually, we're cutting off after the okay. Western Conference. Uh, today. But same I, opponent. I, I just I look at Winnipeg. The bigger question to me is: Can their goaltending be as good in the postseason as it was in the regular season? That was their Achilles' heel for the last ever since they've been in Winnipeg. And it's the reason they took the step forward this yes, year. Yes, it's, it's the it's biggest, biggest reason, reason anyway. Yes, it's the biggest reason. They've they've had all these pieces in place. I, I don't worry about them scoring. I just I worry when they face, particularly in rounds two and three, if they get there, can their goaltending hold up? Kyle Connor's another guy, 30 goals as a rookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's really not getting any buzz as a rookie of the year. He led all rookies in goals. Uh, and Debrinket was, I think, third, who we mentioned. Brock Besser was second with 29, but he obviously would have ran away with it if he had stayed healthy. Uh, okay, so we're all taking Winnipeg. I'll Winnipeg in five. Right? Yeah, I think I'm going to go Winnipeg in five, too. And I don't typically like to pick short series, but I just... Since we're all taking Winnipeg... Again, it's one of those cases. What, what area of the game is Minnesota better than Maybe Winnipeg? goaltending. And it's maybe goaltending. And I'm not necessarily willing to concede that yet. So not, not this year. How would Minnesota win this series if they were to somehow pull it off? I just it's it's without du- Suter, going nuts. I, I think Winnipeg defends yeah. or uh, uh, Minnesota defends extremely well. I, I like their system. The way they defend, I think they're really good at it. And that that would be the way I would see they win this in a low scoring yeah. series. So maybe it's they, they, going they frustrate the Jets or something. Yes. Yeah, I just the problem is is it's like the Jets can run three lines they're, at you that are they're incredibly disciplined. That's what I'd say about the Wild. Okay. Yeah, Winnipeg. I just, I can't, I can't even go six because of the Suter injury. Um, L.A. and Vegas. Mm, that's an interesting series. This is fun. It really is. So I guess I'll lead off with the prediction since we're up to my turn and we can talk from there. Um, Good talk, Luke. I'm going to take L.A. I'm trying to figure out if I can go in seven, though, because that means they would win in Vegas. I mean. To win the series. If you're not confident enough to pick them to win a game in, in but, Las but Vegas, you game, should not be confident enough in them to the win the series. The game, though. The deciding game with Vegas' season on the line. I mean... Uh, in one of the toughest buildings. It is a tough league. building, but I think you have to use the same argument for the Golden Knights that you make for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I'm, I'm, if, I don't... You know, how do they handle the pressure of a Game 7 at home? I'm going to take L.A. Never, ever been there before. Uh, and I, yeah, okay, I'll say 7. Um it's not a knock on Vegas. Like, Vegas, to me, showed that they're legit over the course of the season. I know all year I've been the lowest on them as of the three of us. Not, not in terms of what they accomplished in the regular season. I think that was real. It's just more so when you get into a seven-game series, the other team, if they have more experience, can adjust to the system that Gerard Gallant's running out there that seems to still be catching the opposition by surprise a lot. But uh, I think all season long I was going to go with Vegas to win one round and then get bumped in the second round. But L.A. with Jeff Carter back is just a different team, and right. that's, that's a tough draw for Vegas. I agree with that as well. I, I do think that they're a different team, and we've talked a lot about Kopitar's MVP caliber season. Drew Doughty has, is having a Norris caliber season, and Jonathan Quick has been very good. So their stars are playing very well. I still question L.A.'s depth. I, I just don't yeah. think that this blue line is anywhere what it used to be. Look, they still allowed the fewest goals. They still suppress shots really well. They do all the things that L.A. has done well for a very long time, but I don't believe in their depth. And I'm not ready to say that this Vegas thing is Cinderella, especially over an 82-game schedule. They, that's a big body of evidence. It is. It is. I, and I, they, 
they they have a lot of yes unexpected players doing things. That's what you have to have if an expansion team wins a division. But they did it over an eighty two game season, and I do think there's going they're going to be able to ramp up the emotion again. I think in that building at least for the first round because again it's a first for this franchise. I'm going with Vegas in seven in this series. As am I. I'm going Vegas in seven as well. My concern with LA is you get that top line off the ice. Even I, I know Jeff Carter's back and he's been better, but Jeff Carter's the only one on his line that I feel any sort of confidence in. Uh, the LA Kings are going to have to play 35 minutes without Kopitar or Carter on the ice, and that scares me. But they only have to play like seven minutes without Drew Doughty on the ice. I mean, that's true. I mean, I just I don't think LA is deep enough this year. I don't think they're a deep enough team. I think there's going to be a lot of energy. I think I think Vegas could easily get out to a two nothing series lead here. I do think this goes seven, but I, I'm not ready to, you know, to say that they can't do it because I'm looking at some of their their players and we talk about uh, nobody expected William Carlson to do anything remark- remotely close to what he ended up doing. We have a question from a listener. Are you ready for it? Sure. Oh. What if it wasn't even about Vegas? Uh, hard times for Vegas next year when Carlson doesn't shoot 23.3%. That's from well, Kyle. Dean, you already weighed in on this. Yeah, like, look, no, he's not going to shoot 23%, but what he is a high-volume shooter that shoots at a high percentage and is going to play top-line minutes with players that can get him the puck. So uh, that is going to come down, but I don't think it's going to come down as much as people think. I think he is in that upper 20s, maybe pushes 30 goals next year, which I think is a very reasonable expectation. And for those that are saying, how can you predict a 43-goal scorer that's going to be have another year of experience to go down, he's not going to shoot that many, He's not going to shoot at that high. Well, that would be like nonlinear progression, wouldn't it? It would be. Unless he scores 60 goals next year. It would be. But, you know, Marcia So is legit. He's done this before. You know, David Perron hasn't been quite this good, but he has put up a lot of minutes. And now he's getting more minutes than he got in St. Louis. Riley Smith has had a good Riley Smith has done this two. before. Yeah. By the way, they're not getting the most out of James Neal. Yeah. That's the James Neal could take people, the people look at. I, I got someone when I when I wrote my preview. Some somebody one of the comments on the site was Vegas has no experience. You're you're just you're failing that to see that you're saying Winnipeg has no experience, but Vegas doesn't either. So they're not going to win. Vegas has lots of experience yes. if you look inside the roster. Yes. You no, know, the franchise doesn't, but they have yes. players who've won cups. They have guys who've played a lot of players. Their first games. line right wing and their starting goaltender. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. They've had some play. They've had. A, they've played a couple playoff games before. Well, right? James Neal really never had any success with the Penguins, but Flurry did at least. Uh, Neal, Neal had regular success. season success. Neal has success with the Predators. Yeah, that's true. Last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I mean, it's, we, we it's neglected not... to mention that Tyler Toffoli has had a nice bounce back season too for the Kings. But again, yeah. I still think depth is an issue there. This is my favorite series of the three that we've talked about so far. Me too. Because I think it is. It's the exact. Wrong team if you're a Vegas fan, but the right team team if you just if you're enjoying the playoffs and, and you don't have a rooting interest in this series, LA is the right team to really challenge Vegas and potentially exploit their weaknesses. They but are. I think Vegas can do it too. To LA, but, but here's my concern: LA is very good at taking advantage of teams that lack structure, and there's one thing that Vegas doesn't, and they yeah. don't lack structure. Yeah, that's very and true. That is why they've succeeded the way they have. I don't think this is this is not the LA team of two or three years ago. It's not. No, it's not. And I will be disappointed right. if it's a quick structure. series. Vegas has the Jack Adams winning. Yeah, because usually LA LA out fundamentals you. I mean, I, I yeah. mean, a lot of their LA runs they just out fundamental you, and they have enough top end players in a Kopitar or a Dowdy that they're able to take or Jeff Carter to take advantage. I don't think they're going to be able to do that to Vegas. Doesn't mean they can't beat Vegas, but I don't think they're going to beat them the way they've been used to beating teams in the postseason. I think we need Chris's prediction. Well, in terms, hold on. In terms of Kyle's question, <laughs> he's not ready to get no, yeah, He's yeah. still working on something. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say muted your mic, actually. hard times for Vegas uh, next year. My mic is immutable, uh, hopefully, because I just said no, that. No, it's, it's not. 
in terms of predicting hard times for Vegas next year, I, we can't, right? Because they might have Eric Carlson and John Tavares on the team. <laughs> right. so, yes. That's oh, too God. open-ended. All right. Yeah. No, John Tavares is going to Toronto, didn't you know? Oh, yeah, I forgot. So it was and Eric Toronto's Carlson. winning the Cup this yeah. year. Or at yeah. least they're, they're, they're poised. They're, they're built to win the Cup now. Uh, yes. By the way, Mike Babcock, we agree, <sighs> is getting Jack Adams votes this year. I, I don't know. Well, some, any, probably. Not just like a ninth place still, vote, like a top two. I don't think two. he gets a first place vote. That was the one that you said. You said he like, gets one first place vote. I think, like, get, like we've said in the past, if he does get a first place vote, we are going to be calling out that person on this podcast. Okay. Yes. My name, because we have to. My name. Now, now we'll we may even call them on the phone. Well, but so not that we saying that. make that work. Eventually, Chris will fix that issue. But once he gets right. to make his prediction on this series. Okay. Oh, look at that. We're out of time. Go ahead, Chris. Vegas and seven. Oh, jumped out. If there's something that I am concerned about with Vegas, it's their ability to win faceoffs. But other than that, I like Ooh. this team a lot. All right. So I'm the only I've, I'm the one person that has varied. I'm the one person here that's not a follower. That's basically what I'm saying because I took LA. Every I bet <laughs> you the public's on LA. Yeah, no, up, I'm g- Vegas is favored. Vegas well, no, 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 is favored no, no, no. to win. Well, Vegas is favored to win. I'm just talking about who like, does NHL.com have like a running, like how many percentage of people of the, on their brackets picked? They probably don't because that'd be a smart, innovative idea, and MLB Advanced Media is known for not doing any of that. But wow, okay, <laughs> well, they won't be picking up our podcast. I don't, I don't take a paycheck from them anymore, so I can. I don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> Anaheim and San Jose. They're not listening, Craig. Don't worry. Craig's not listening. Don't worry. <laughs> Anaheim and San Jose might interest me more if I, I just feel like I'm you tired don't of, care about San Jose. I'm just tired of these California matchups in the playoffs. I'm, like this is this goes back to your point of a couple podcasts ago. I'm tired of seeing the same matchups. Yes. Now I'm tired of see, uh, like yeah. the shark. There's nothing wrong with the Sharks. No, I just in fact they, they, this team could either one of these teams could be in the conference final. Yes, I could see that. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm just. The Sharks just I'm not excited about them. They're the best. The Sharks are the best team of the last three or four years that hasn't won a cup. No, no, that has no chance of winning a cup. (laughs) Like they're really good. There's nothing particularly wrong about them. But at no point in the last three or four years, are like that's a team that's going to contend for it. Because since they got even the year they got to the Cup final, I didn't think that was a cup contending team. (laughs) They just they're just there. By definition, being in the Cup final makes you a cup contending team. Let's not quibble. Okay, that's that's fair. I'm 100 percent with Craig and and Jamie. I believe actually we're unanimous on this one in the sense that we don't like the playoff format because it's the same teams playing in the first round seemingly every year. But uh, Anaheim and San Jose have only met in the playoffs once ever prior to this. Yeah, and and, and it's you see what I'm saying. It just feels like ugh, California matchups. It just I, I want to see something else. I want Anaheim to win so I can go to a game in the second round. It is interesting. They've only met met once. I would not have guessed that if you if you had asked me. I guess San Jose and LA have played each other a lot. Yeah, like yeah, very much a lot. And, and anything other than a sweep for either team, I could see anything happening in the series. Nothing would surprise me. No other result aside from one of the teams sweeping would surprise me. Yeah, that would be pretty shocking. These two teams are pretty even. Anaheim did what we expected them to do once they got healthier towards the end of the season. Although they John did, Gibson's an issue, but then they like didn't. They did, and then they didn't. But they still got second place in the Pacific. I mean, they got they got they got On where the they needed last to be. Day of the season, but boy, they didn't exactly look really good getting there. And I thought they would like, oh, we're going to turn it on and we're going to be this dominating team for six weeks heading into the postseason, and they are just kind of there. How worried are we about John Gibson and or Cam Fowler's availability for this series? Uh, very worried. Uh, I'm very worried that Corey Perry's best days are well behind him. Yeah. Gibson was on the ice yesterday. Boy, Corey Perry makes friends everywhere he goes, doesn't he? 
Because they were just here on Saturday. I think that was my exact tweet. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> Setting you up. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Miller's been I don't know where to go with it from there. <laughs> well, you can explain the tweet. Well, he was in a uh, goal mouth uh, scrum with Max Domi. Scrum is multiple people, so that doesn't work. Scrum. Pretty much laying on Max Domi's stick, wasn't he? Isn't that what he was doing? Yeah, it wasn't. Was it Domi whose legs he took out? He took out somebody's legs. So he's just being Corey Perry. That's who he is. He's an agitator. I feel like he's become more agitating as the years have gone on. Like, I feel like I was a little behind the curve on not liking Corey Perry or or being irritated by him. I feel like everybody else disliked him well before me. Because I respect the fact that he's he's got a 40 goal season. Your tolerance layer, and you're more attuned to how annoying he is now on the ice. (laughs) I, you know, doing this podcast has made me more attuned to how annoying people can be. That's true. <laughs> um, I, right. I can't make a prediction. Craig has to go first. I, I got to go first on yeah. this one. This is a really hard series to predict. It's a really hard. I, I think I'm going with Anaheim because I've been, I've been waiting for them to turn it on, and they're, yeah. they have so much playoff experience, so much savvy. But so does San Jose. San Jose's yeah. been through all these wars too, and I, I think Evander Kane has really added something to that team. So. But I, when I when I look at uh, and a lot of this could could hinge on John Gibson as well. Although Ryan Miller is probably not a, a bad guy to have in that situation. He's played no. played really well against the Coyotes, but then he always does that in the last game of the regular season. When I look at blue lines, I look at the center position. I think I still like Anaheim a little more than I like San Jose, but I think this will be a long series. So I'm I'm going to take Anaheim in seven in this one. Yeah, as am I. And I think the difference is I, I like their depth down the middle uh, just a little bit more than I like San Jose's. I like their goaltending better. I, I'm not convinced that Martin Jones is is a cup-winning goaltender. Uh, and is it get, just because of his basic name? It might be. <laughs> it might be. I mean, it's like, you know, Mike Smith, Martin Jones. If you I mean, Ryan Miller is not exactly inspiring true. a lot of confidence If he pronounced either. it differently, though, would it matter? Martin Jones, Martin Jones, something like that. I don't know. Uh, San Jose was three and one against Anaheim this season for what it's yeah, worth. Yeah, I mean, season it's worth nothing. Nothing to me. Also, well, it is when when there's a when you have not beaten a team all year. That's at least no, worth taking note. You know, no, because I, I hate that narrative because it happens in the NFL too. When, like, now that I know he hates when, this, I'm going to run with when, it. When divisional <laughs> when divisional opponents meet in the postseason and they they, they were two and zero in the regular season, it's really tough to beat a team three times in the same. It's the exact same scenario. It's no tougher to beat. Except a team. it's the exact opposite of what I'm saying. But it's just that doesn't matter. No. Doesn't, doesn't matter it unless unless the scores were like seven nothing six even one. then I don't care if they were blowouts every time okay maybe nothing but, the Ducks yeah. did against the Sharks in October yeah. matters I don't, right now. I don't care about the well then I'm I'm inclined to I need to throw this in then the Kings and uh, Golden Knights split their season series two wins apiece oh, so, so does that tie. change anything yeah no okay. they're gonna tie they were both two no one winner. and one yeah it's it's crazy isn't that mm. weird yes it is it's really weird so they both won the season series. Craig, <laughs> welcome to the NHL. There are no, the NHL, there are no losers here. <laughs> Doesn't that say it all right there? Everybody got orange no slices. Up behind. Chris, so, Craig, what do you Anaheim? think about this, this regular season narrative? Hopefully, Antoine remembers. Does it matter when I'm trying to? No, just. So are we all going to pick the same team? Than the other team. That's the team that's going to win. Thanks, Chris. No problem. What team is the better team? Anaheim and seven. Is that, would that be the team that scores more goals? Depends, but okay. yes. I'm going to go Anaheim in seven, which means we literally all picked the same winners, except I took L.A. instead of Vegas. Yeah, I'm not happy West. about this. But I think the West... So we didn't take all the same winners. Then. Yeah, but except of the 16 predictions we all just made, they were all so we, So the they weren't all Only the one very Except one. Okay. That's why I said except. I'm not sure how I feel about Chris with this mic now. Because I, I also I have to I, turn I, to defend myself. I've been very myself. clear. 
I really clear since day one. I'm not sure how I feel about having to be on the same side as Jamie. That makes me even more uncomfortable. I think we would all agree that the uh, the East is more wide open than the West. Well, Well, uh, yes. Now uh, I would not have said that at the start of March. The West is, but as I wrote, and as you can read on FanRexports.com, I think the the way the Bruins and Lightning sort of stumbled to the finish here has made this a little bit more interesting. And it's it's wide open because all the good teams are consolidated in two divisions. I mean, the Central and the the Atlantic are clearly are housing four of the except for five, Pittsburgh. Yeah, four of the five best teams, four of the six best teams in the postseason yeah. are in those real, two divisions. Real quick here, as we transition, who? Which teams do you see as legitimate cup contenders? Like, if they won the cup, you wouldn't in the be three in each conference. Let's go with the West, since we've finished the West, and then we'll do the East at the end, or I'll forget and we won't do it. But let's do the West at least. Legit, like... Who could win the cup, and in mid-June you look back and you're like, ah, oh, not surprised by that is at it, all. Is like it Nashville. How much does circumstance come into play? Because to me, if, 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 if I was just looking at the West, it would be Nashville and Winnipeg. I don't think anybody in the Pacific would be there, but somebody in the Pacific is going to have a shot. Anaheim, I think, could win the cup if they had. Yeah, if they, like so, if they end up in the conference final. So I, I'll, be, I'll include Anaheim in that too because they're, there's a very good chance they have a, they have a seven game series to play there. So you guys don't think Vegas can win the cup anymore? I don't think Vegas is going to win. No. A cup. Okay. Did you, you ever, really cool? To no, no, we that. thought they could be a conference finalist. Yeah, I mean, we talked about they that. could get to the conference final. That'd be pretty cool. Well, he, Craig was getting that Vegas Golden Knights tattoo on his shoulder. It's, so it's actually it. already there. He said, oh, it's "Hang on." He was he was getting it enhanced. Um, okay, so Anaheim, Winnipeg, and Nashville, and that's it. They could win the cup from the West. Yeah, that would be, those would yes. be the three teams I'd take. And then San in the Jose? East, it's... No, no chance for San Jose? I, I can't. I, there's Anybody in the Pacific could could because somebody is legally obligated to come out of the Pacific and be in the Western Conference Final. Wait, you just said anybody. So now, wait, eight. Wait, well, that's what? why I said I don't want to include Calgary, the Pacific Edmonton? because th- there is no team in the Pacific – as good as Winnipeg and Nashville, period. Correct. Can I just say, too, I went to pick up a sandwich earlier today. And um, aside from the fact that I had to wait in line for like 45 minutes while a lady at lunchtime was telling the cashier her life story okay. and the people behind me were getting more and more angry, when I was waiting for my actual sandwich, there was two people talking about the Ottawa Senators in oh. line. They what spent kind of more time. you order? Uh, Canadian bacon and ketchup chips. Mm. Where was this? Are you a ketchup, you... ketchup chips or all dress chips? No. All dress chips. All dress don't chips even come in here yet. All dress chips are chips disgusting. Are... Yes, I, don't I agree. No. Disgusting. All, all dress chips are excellent. There may or may not be two bags of all dress chips in my house right now. I love, I love those. All dress chips and then Canadian Smarties and coffee crisps. Those Canadian are my three. Cana- those are my three Canadian food choices. Yeah, they're basically just enlarged M and M's. Are they shaped like pucks? Like what makes I, mean, them I guess technically they are. They're not intended to be, but they're a great lover of much of Canadian culture. But when it comes to cuisine, I'm, I'm not no. a great lover. Of All dress chips, ketchup chips, Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons is vastly overrated. Ketchup chips are disgusting, just disgusting. But if you had protein, and I have not, so you have to bring it back. Bring them in next week, and you can crunch them right. Can we get those like the World Market or whatever? Do we have to have somebody like go to Canada? The all dressed? Yeah. I had to look. Because I can get Canadian Smarties. I have a connection. Trader Joe's? No, no, no. Okay. Okay. So hook, hook us up with the all dress chips. I'll do what I can. Um, I don't know what the, this has nothing to do. Speaking of Canadian teams, um, Tampa Bay and New Jersey. Yeah. Did you know Tampa Bay has yet to defeat New Jersey in a game this season? Uh, I will say that that ends that's, really soon. So then New Jersey's sweeping them, clearly. <laughs> New Jersey. Okay, that's three. Chris's prediction. We're done. <laughs> with that league MVP, Taylor Hall. Um, you know, <laughs> he's Canadian. Once we so. established that there were. Uh, there were New Jersey fans listening to the show. Jamie just decided to attack all of them. I will go Tampa Bay 
in five. It just, it's just assuming that for some reason they're going to throw Louis Domingue out there for no reason at some point. I think point. it was my turn to go first. Like whatever. in the final game of the regular season when you can win the division? Okay. It was your turn to go I know, first. I know, I know, I know it was. Uh, you just, said New Jersey in three, didn't you? It's Tampa in five. Okay. I'm with you. Yes. Uh, I, I, look, I, I'm scared. To, I, I am worried about Vasilevsky being tired. I'm very worried about their goaltending situation. But I also don't want to be caught up in the Tampa Bay just runs through everybody for the first two rounds. And you go, yeah, that's the team we watched for four and a half months. Sure, they're going to run through the second round. That's that's going to be a tough matchup in the second round. But I just can't imagine New Jersey can give them much of a series. I, just, I love this yeah. team and where it's going, but... Matching up against Tampa of all teams. Again, it goes back to the thing we talked about. Can If you break it up by units of a team, mm-hmm. where is Jersey better than Tampa Bay? And it might maybe goaltending because yeah, I, don't, I, I have no, goal idea, what, I don't know right idea what now, Tampa's yeah. goaltending is right now. Yeah. But if, if Vasilevsky heats up again and starts playing like then, that we saw earlier in the season, then they're then no Tampa advantages. sweeps every, every yeah, aspect of the game. I mean, with, with the additions they made, too. They're a good team. They're a very good team. I don't understand their blue line struggles, to be honest, late in the season. I don't get it, but maybe it's just trying to figure out the pieces. Yeah. Because they added McDonough. That's that's not easy to bring in a, such a core piece like that. We saw it last year with Shattenkirk in Washington, too. Yeah. It's kind of weird. They, they never figured it out, but then that's the cap. So. But they only had a series and a half to figure it out. Tampa Bay is probably going to have more. I will say this. I've been as high as you guys on Tampa, if not higher. Uh, if Boston had just taken care of business right. on Sunday night against Florida— I was ready to change my Stanley Cup prediction that I've had all year of Tampa Bay winning it because they weren't going through Toronto and then Boston I, and then somebody from the not, the not to Pittsburgh. fall into the like the major cliche that I'm about to fall into, but oh, I good. think if you were going like if, if you if you're gonna catch Tampa Bay, it was in round one. Yeah, you just fell yeah. into it. You're you're gone. You like, I feel like if they, if they if they they get on a roll here, which they can against Jersey. Yep. Then I think they're in a good space, especially if they can finish that series early and Boston and Toronto beat up each other and Which get they a little will. bit extra rest for that goaltender. That series is going nine games. Then <laughs> all of a sudden they're the, you're in a, they're in a pretty. I good can't spot. decide which series in the East intrigues me more, whether it's Boston, Toronto, or don't Toronto. even speak of the other one. Wait, we're okay. not there yet. The other three are actually, or the other that Look, will remain nameless. Nobody we're not cares even going to talk. Washington Everyone knows Columbus, what it is, but that actually is could be a good to talk about it. Well, let's um, let's let's put this out there. If if I told you if I came back from the future. Okay. And I told you that either Hello, Colorado or New Jersey. How far? How far? I want to know how much time we yeah. have. Fifty-one years. Who's the president? Wow. Okay. Fifty-one years. Um, LeBron uh, James the third. Kanye's kid. What? Which one? I can't tell you that. I can't tell you everything about the future. I'm only supposed to be here for. You can't tell us the president of the future. I just did. You're gonna be on one of the. You're gonna be on like one of those, like Jimmy Kimmel spots that goes on talk to people and ask them who the president is. And I don't know. If, from the future, I've told you. I've told you as much as I can tell you, because I've already it's used up cryptic. all my all my magic on this one. Either Colorado or New Jersey springs an upset in the first round. Which one is it? Because to me, those are the two teams that when they get eliminated, they're still going to be happy with their season. I think of the sixteen teams, those are the only two they're going to look back and be satisfied. They're not, neither one of them are doing. It. No, but if if I had to lay odds, who has New Jersey? Ch- who has New the Jersey, win- I would say New Jersey has a better chance of yeah. winning. I think New Jersey has a better chance of winning more than one game. Than Colorado does. Thank you for condescending my question. Um, we didn't get Chris's prediction on this round. I think it might not care. Tampa Bay in six. Okay. Tampa See, Bay there you go. He has Jersey, he has Jersey winning six. two games. Plucky little devils. I really thought he was going to pick the I don't the like picking series to end little devils. four or five. It's I don't like you picking series, nervous. period. Well, here sure, fair enough. <laughs> here we are. This could be four. This absolutely could be a sweep. Um, I'll go with five. You go five? Okay. Bolts in five. Yeah. 
again. I will say, mutual. Devils win game three. Mutual friend of the show, Dave Vest, yeah, from uh, yes. ArizonaCoyotes.com. Oh no, who's also from New Jersey? So brazenly picked New Jersey. Okay, uh, in He's a public forum. Just saying. And then talked down to me because I took Tampa. So well, he talks down to you all the time. Yeah, I don't so think that's anything to do with the playoff series. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Okay, that's fair. Set yourself uh, up for that one, Luke. I did. Boston and Toronto. This will be fun. Ooh. This is this has the making. Toronto of, won three of the four regular season meetings. Nobody cares. <gasps> Gasp. Um, Gasp. Potentially the best first round matchup of the last four or five years. Should. Oh, 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 I mean, going in. Yeah, Mr. going in. Mr. Superlative. Yeah. Oh, I have to go back and look. I don't know. It's I, don't def- I can tell you this. From, you're from the, the future, future, yeah, you're a prisoner It's, it's of the, the best one of the next 51 years. <laughs> I can tell you that. So you can tell us that, but you can't tell us anything else about the future. You keep adding to what you can tell us I'm about I'm really the only here to tell you about hockey. Northwest, fine. If you need to know, Northwest will be the, the okay. president Thank in 51 you. years. Okay. Anything else? Do I have to do everything? We'll be on episode... Yeah, Austin, Toronto. What intrigues you about this 2051. series? 2051. It'd be like Cyborg Craig Morgan at that point? <laughs> Cyborgan? <laughs> I know what doesn't intrigue Cyborg me about this series. Cyborg Craig Morgan. Huh? Oh, I, said, I, I can tell you what doesn't intrigue me about this series. What? What's that? The Toronto media overreacting to every second of the every game. That That's actually true. does intrigue That's me. That's true. Every period of every game is, is life or death. But the, the Maple Leafs are built to win the Cup now. According to that, well, they have the coach of the year, ca- coach of the Vast year candidate. Media. So. I yes. can't believe Vast. you guys don't think he's getting one first place vote. Who? Mike I, I, if he does again, I again, I, I kind of hope he does now. It'll add a segment to our show. It would. Laughable. This is going to be really good. I know Boston's a little bit tired. As they yeah. played a thousand games in a row. Nine games in the last two weeks, five in the final Nine eight times. days. Five yeah. in eight days. Now, I know they get three days of rest, but that's a factor. It's a lot, and especially for a young team. That's a pretty young team up yeah, front. Yeah, people always say, well, Young Lakes. No, Young Lakes aren't used to playing no, that that's, kind that's of the schedule. No, that's the other element of it. Yeah. Which is, again, part of why I don't think New Jersey puts up that big of a fight against Tampa. Yeah, and New Jersey is way too reliant on too many rookies. Yes. I'm to really close to the playoffs. Yeah, because at least Boston series. has a lot of young players, but they still have the core of a team that won a cup. A couple cups. One cup. One cup. A couple finals, one cup. So, yeah, they lost that other one. Yeah. I remember it. Yeah, they did. I think Boston... Dave Boland. Coyote Dave Boland. I think Boston could win the Stanley Cup, but I'm gonna take Toronto in the series. Really, you are really. But I really, I 100% acknowledge the Bruins could win the Stanley Cup. They they are that good of a team. But for some reason, I think Toronto is going to catch them in this series. And by the way, this is another reason why this playoff format sucks. Oh, these teams should not be playing in the first round. And that's why in the next 51 years we're going to get it fixed. That's why this is the best first-round series you're going to see for the next 51 I, I, years. Your playoffs should be structured in every way possible that your your best teams have the best chance of winning. That's, I mean, yeah. that's always going to happen. And you know what else? Your worst team should have the far best chance of winning the draft lottery yes. as well. That would be another neat idea. How should the playoffs Instead actually look yeah. in the East? Sorry. Hold on, I'm going to take a quick look. Yeah, Philadelphia, like, they're in the playoffs. They just, they won the, or moved up in the lottery. No, they won the lottery. No, they finished second. They finished second, but they were, they finished ahead of Colorado. Wait, they finished ahead of Colorado, and they were, they had 40 more points than Colorado. So the 40. 40. Boston should be the three seed in the East. If we were just going one through eight like we did for a while, and it worked great. They actually had the second best record, but Washington would still get the two because they won their division. So they should be the three and they should be playing Philadelphia. And in the Toronto first round. tied with Washington for points, by the way. Same point total. So it should be. Wow. You can make an argument these are the three best teams yes. in the Eastern Conference, all in the same division. The, so the playoffs really should be Tampa Bay, New Jersey, Washington, Columbus, but then Toronto, Pittsburgh, and Boston, Philadelphia. Whew. 
Really that would be fun. I'm not. Fun I, you you are afraid of the Flyers. I am not. Afraid no, I just of think Flyers. that's those. It's that's how the series should look. It's irrational. I get it. The Penguins have won two of the last three series against the Flyers. I'm just the, so Flyers this, 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 the Flyers so much, always beat the Penguins. So much headspace for you, Luke. No, Don't no, be not afraid. They're just a team, team, Luke. Just a team. Alternative facts. You guys seen Claude Giroux this year? He's good. I guess yes, he is really good. Yeah. That the top line is terrific. Yeah. What what do they have? You know, beyond you know that, that Pittsburgh has yeah. Sidney Crosby, well. right? You, it, you know actually, that. Philadelphia's had some balanced scoring. I, I, they have, but I mean, yeah, Torrey's been good. But like, there, there's a difference. Is their top line is elite, and everything else is fine. And I think the Penguins can run out two really strong lines. They can until Philadelphia injures one of Pittsburgh's best yeah, three players, like they there always do. We go. Uh, right, that right, wasn't the, even the, the point. That's not the series we're on. Luke. No, the point was these teams shouldn't be playing in the first round, Boston, and yet Boston and six isn't that kind of an eye opener that even if they even if this, the playoffs were set up the way they should be, Boston would be uh, Boston would beat Philadelphia. Toronto Pittsburgh would be a tough series for the Maple Leafs for sure. Yes, it would be. And I think Pittsburgh would win that series. So, so even if they fixed that it, Pittsburgh would beat the Maple Leafs, but not so much against Philadelphia. It's Toronto's a better team than Philadelphia. Philadelphia's not a great matchup for Pittsburgh. I will take Toronto in seven. I'm, I'm, this is, I'm waiting for the John Gambadoro styles make fights argument from from Luke for that series. But we'll get there. We're not talking about Penn's Flyers yet. Did Luke, you, you take? Wait. Did you take Boston? Like I knew you would. Yeah, Boston okay. six. And Chris, who'd you take? Boston and six. And then Craig. I mean, just keep keep going. You guys have picked the exact same winner in every series. Well, I'm I'm actually with you on this one, Luke. I'm oh. taking the Maple Leafs in this series <laughs> in six games. In six? Wow! Not mm. even making it. To I think game, Boston's so. gassed. I think they're gassed. That would be my concern. I I do wonder about Toronto's goaltending and ability to play defense for a seven-game series. To Jamie's point, but, you know, that coach. I mean, coach. coach. You're under. By the way, why is Bruce Cassidy not getting any traction for that? He should be number two. What the heck? He He should be number two. Jamie, are you happy that you and I have just predicted the same thing in the same amount of games? No, I'm not. Okay. uh, Because I I think you're an idiot. Okay. I'm really concerned (laughs) about my... Uh, okay. I don't know where to go from that other than, um, seriously, you can flip a coin in this series. Yes. Yeah. If they didn't have Boston to play wins, in the first yeah, round. surprising at all. I, like if Boston was playing Philadelphia in round one and then you know, they win that series, they get maybe their, their legs back under them, they get some momentum. That is a Stanley Cup contending team. I'm not trying to, to mm-hmm. undersell Boston. No they doubt. Just, but it's also the five-year anniversary of the last time Mike Babcock's team was in the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> Isn't it like the five-year anniversary? When when did Boston and Toronto play that series? Did you just go into the future? Is that, no, I went, that to the went into the past. Went well, to I the thought past. you went into the future it's a lot, too. Yeah, to go back. Yeah. yeah. No. Back um, to the future. When was a movie it's an like interesting that. title? But yeah. not not three movies like that because only the first two worked. <laughs> it's, it's generally true. How well, many how many how many sequels have been as good as the original? Can you name them? Terminator 2 was better than T2 the original. T2 was amazing. Agreed there. I think about anything else. Godfather 2 is almost as good yeah, as the original. Yeah, that's, that's another that, that's good one. That's a win. Yeah. Okay, you, here's you another one. As good here's another one. Yeah. Aliens. Aliens was okay, better than the original. I never saw Aliens. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, a big movie that's guy. criminal. Criminal. Jamie's not a big movie guy when Craig starts suggesting movies. Die Hard with a Vengeance is better than the original Die Hard. <laughs> All right, well. Did they make a sequel? I've got a mic for you, Chris. they make a single to Kangaroo Jack or not? No? Okay. Uh, Washington and Columbus. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is, it's funny. Nobody's going to care neat. about this series. This, isn't, this might actually be a seven-game series. It could be. It. it could be a great series, but does anyone care? No, because I don't think there's any... Nobody believes either one of these two teams are winning the Cup. Nope. Sorry, Carl. I'm just happy we got to talk about Kangaroo Jack. This will be the year the Caps run to the Cup Final. Hey, I'll tell you what. We did those predictions with Paul Bissonnette yesterday. He has the Caps winning the Cup. I, I, oh. He has the Caps winning what? The Cup. The oh. Cup! 
The Calder Cup. The, the Stanley, no, the Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup. Oh, the Great Cup. Uh, Must I, be those I, socks. I... I but you know what though? I, I do. I do wonder if the, the Caps are that like post-hype sleeper. Yeah. Like the, like the I'm, Sharks I'm were scared a few years of back, them. where everybody's like, "Oh yeah, you're never winning anything," and all of a sudden they make a run. I but, could see. And you know what? Yeah. He may have had Nashville they're over face, Washington. It's a neat little thought. They're going to face the Penguins in round two, and we all know how that story <laughs> exactly. ends. Exactly. Exactly. This is to me though the year when they could do the most damage because nobody's looking at them, or they could lose to Columbus in six. But I will take Washington in this Those series. Polar opposites, but and I will okay. take them. But I suppose polar opposites would be a sweep. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say Caps and yeah. six. Polar opposite would be like they yeah. get contracted and have to play in the Caps NFL. And six. Caps and six. I think Columbus puts up a fight, but uh, they're just they don't have anybody. They've never won a playoff back. series, so until they do, like they've literally yeah, Winnipeg's never won a playoff series, and I think they could be in the game. Cup final. That's so different. Never won a playoff game. Yes, so like I, I don't want to use that as a crutch. I just don't think I don't know what Columbus team shows up. I used the phrase schizophrenic earlier to describe goaltending. This is this team is schizophrenic. Who did you pick? I picked Washington six. So do we even need to ask leftovers since you guys share one I think brain? We should ask him. Washington and six. Oh. <laughs> is anybody writing these down? Because literally, Jamie. I apologize and Chris, for the boring podcast. It's just half of it. Nobody's that's going. Uh, well, you and I agreed on Toronto. Yeah, yeah but no, we at least went off. Although the grid. I, I'm not feeling good about that pick. I might. Have. I need him to change like the, the if, number of. If games. Boston gets its legs back, I think the Bruins will win the series. I just think that they're gas. This is the meme. This is the copy of my homework, but change it a little bit so nobody knows meme. But I just need you to. But you're just not changing anything. I, so you found the answer key. That's me. I'm the answer key. I guarantee you we do not have the same number of games name. for that. Like instead of the answer, you could be the answer key. <laughs> Jamie just called himself the answer key. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... What does the future there, say There are plenty of that? athletes yeah. who choose their own. He's not, he's not the correct answer okay. key, I can tell you that. Uh, so we like the brief period of time when Mike Smith really wanted people to call him Smith Dog, and the entire world said no. Even though he played for the Schmitty. dogs. Seven, yeah, seven series have Roll been predicted. Under and say Schmitty. And Jamie and Chris have picked all seven identical I'm, to each I'm other. I'm not happy about this. Says a lot about the two of you. Final series. Final series. Yeah. I think Luke, well, I'm going to see my time last. You, Luke. It's adorable. I'll take Pittsburgh in seven. Look at you. Aww. You've come around. No, I haven't come around. My, Tyson Nash is taking uh, the Flyers, by the way. I don't blame him. Philadelphia, A, is a better team than anybody's giving them credit for this year. And B, plays Pittsburgh well. They know how to get under their skin, and the Penguins don't respond well when teams get under their skin. And it's only Philadelphia, but Philadelphia has done it consistently over the last seven or eight years. They haven't done it as much with Mike Sullivan as the head coach in Pittsburgh. He seems to have them under control, so I'll still take Pittsburgh. But we've seen in the past when these teams meet in the playoffs, whoever wins just loses in the next round because they're so beat up. Can, can you quantify that? Is that actually true, or is this just your uh, heartfelt narrative? I feel like that's I pretty feel, accurate. I feel like I, I have feel, to make... That is accurate? I, have I, you looked? I'll I look have to up. make a statement okay. here. Okay, you talk, I'll look. When Philadelphia knocked up Pittsburgh in 2012, I do know they lost the next round. But they weren't even good that year. They just kept no. taking runs at Penguins players, and Marc-Andre Fleury they was... They didn't finish th- that far behind the Penguins in the standings Yeah, but Pittsburgh, you can make a case that was one of Pittsburgh's best teams. They had 51 wins. Scored a lot of goals. Oops. They were the top scoring team in the playoffs in the first round and lost in the first round. Explain to me how that happens. Uh, they got outscored. But but they didn't, though. Like, they did, but they didn't. It was like the weirdest. It was like a ripple in the universe. Yes, they did. It just stops there. Well, when they lost games, they lost by one. And then when they won, they won by like four. But either way. There's no flurry in this series. It was, it was the Boston Canucks thing. Uh, Pittsburgh in six. I'm not worried about it. Yep. Yeah, you have nothing to worry That's about. That's where I, I am, care. too. I'm not worried I about just, it. Look, I don't. I don't even care what the Penguins did in the regular season anymore. They won two cups. They they understand the process. They're a veteran team. They they, they just know what to do at this time of year. I, I 
I think they just needed to get in relatively healthy into the playoffs. They needed to get in. They didn't even need home ice. They got it in this first round. Yeah. They know how to win on the road. Yes. I don't think one game on the road is going to matter to them, but they just needed to get in and, and be relatively healthy, and then they start the process. I think you could have had a worse first-round matchup than this. I don't I don't see this as being as scary as you. Who? I'll be even more. Who would have been the worst first Oh, we just matchup. talked about that. Anybody yeah, in the had... Atlantic that's not <laughs> yes. Jersey. But realistic, though, I mean, it would they could only have played Philadelphia, Columbus, or New Jersey heading into the last day of the uh, Well, into the yeah. last day, yeah. I mean, but if they had slipped to the wild card, which was certainly possible in this division. Also, what's the deal Imagine with the— uh, Didn't New Jersey sit, like, half their team in that last game? Was that to not play Pittsburgh and end yeah. up playing Tampa? Like, how I, was that a smart move? I don't know. I, I, I don't— I, I don't get a lot of these things, but Pittsburgh again. Pittsburgh finished only three points ahead of New Jersey. That's that's how close they were to yeah. being the second wild card. I'll, I'll be it a little bit more happened. specific on this too. This series is one one and two two, but the Penguins win six. Uh, I'll go seven in Pittsburgh. Chris, Pittsburgh. Okay, in seven. Right. So oh, you and Jamie finally different. But not finally different by one game. You guys picked. You literally have the exact same winners in the first round. I know. So I'm not happy eight. about it. Speaking of those crazy narratives, I heard some people suggesting that Boston. Purposely lost its last game so it could face Toronto instead of New Jersey. That's it. I can't even yeah, process that. Yeah, okay. What? Yeah, Who I said can't that? Even that. I'm not even going to say. I just, it was absurd. It was absurd. Like something would say. <laughs> There's no way I want to play Toronto in the first round exactly. of the playoffs. You're taking New Jersey without a doubt over Toronto. It's just silly. All right, who are your first legitimate... All, teams? teams aren't purposely losing the last game of the, the regular season anyway, unless... Yeah. Unless they're sitting their guys. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, then the players exactly. aren't thinking. Yeah. I was, I was really surprised, actually, while we're on this, at the way the season wrapped up in the East, where, like we already alluded to, Boston had a chance to wrap up the Atlantic if they just beat Florida, and the game meant nothing to Florida on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't do it. And now Florida they have to play on Saturday. Yeah. And now Boston has in, to play Toronto. In South Florida. <laughs> yes. Uh, but also, like, Columbus, New Jersey. Like, Philadelphia stepped up and blew out the Rangers to get in the playoffs. But then Columbus and New Jersey both had winnable games, and they were just non-existent. And now those teams have to play Washington and Tampa in the first round. Maybe Columbus did it on purpose. They'd rather play Washington than Pittsburgh, I guess. But there's, I would not. I know, I, it's a lot of that stuff's just narrative, I think. When you start sitting all your players, that was that was what threw me off. That yeah. was New Jersey doing that was surprising. I, I don't mind that actually. That means be fresh going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Boston didn't do that and lost at at home. But New Jersey's going to be fresh. They played in a week their and players when they're out. They played five games in eight days, and they blew the chance to get yeah. the easier path, which which absolutely is the easier path to the to the Cup final. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, who are the uh, the legitimate Cup contenders from the East? Tampa, Boston, Toronto, and Pittsburgh. So you have yes. Toronto as a Cup contender. I do. I, you have to, I think, but I don't think they're going to. But then, don't you have to have Washington if you're going to have Toronto? No. no. I don't really don't have to have Washington. Same reasons as the Pacific stuff. If, if, I feel if, if perfectly comfortable ignoring you Washington. Washington, Toronto. Let's pretend in this 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 future world that that you live in, that Toronto is in the metro. Don't look at me like that. I know that the future. I would might have picked them to come out of the metro. Yeah, but so the, it's just that. It, I don't well, think it's, it's outlandish that Washington wins the metro. I just don't. So okay, I don't ask I, you this. No, I don't either. But then they're losing in the conference final. But. We all know what happens to Washington in the second I, round. But that's the thing. If you, we have never seen third round Washington. I know, but the problem, the problem is, is we're running that's into true. this trap. That we yeah. could be in uncharted territory. The problem is, is the you kind of run, you run into this trap where we the, do know what ca- uh, Stanley Cup final Capitals do, though. They get swept. That's okay. true. Yeah. They don't even really show up for the series. No, just you, you run into this trap of yes, if you're L- LA could win the cup, 
Like, you, you can make that statement, but if you're saying who are the true cup contenders, I don't think the Capitals are as good as any of the other teams we just But had. I need a reason, other than just they haven't won in the playoffs in the they're, past, because we already said that the past doesn't matter. They don't have enough depth. I don't like... They're... They're blue line... They're sec- they can't decide okay. which goalie to start in game one? That's a no, good one, actually. Starting game yeah, one. okay. But, I mean, that they're not even starting Braden Holtby? That's, like, that, to me, is a concern. Not, they're not as good a team. They're just... They're there. They won 49 yeah. games this year. I don't, you know, having said that, I don't, I don't think Toronto's winning. The, I think Toronto could beat Boston, but I don't think they're going to run that table. So, I, I mean, I, I could see Boston doing it more so than I could see Toronto doing it. I'm trying to find more listener questions. And we do I'm have scrolling. some. Here's one. This doesn't have anything to do with the playoffs, but before we get to the awards, we're done with the playoffs, right? We'll just do a round by Like, we don't need to predict we out do the round whole thing. We don't want to do a cup prediction no. to begin until no, we embarrass ourselves. Okay. Round. We've already made our Can Chris do it so he can embarrass himself? Are all the teams that we, yeah, actually, we'll make Chris do it. Are all the teams that we predicted to win the cup at the start of the year, those are all still in play, right? Yes. I had Tampa Anaheim. So did I. Yeah, you and I were, yeah, you and I were locked up on this. And then I don't know who Craig had. I think I he had, had Washington. Against, you had Tampa somebody. I can't, I'm trying to remember who I picked Tampa to play at the beginning of the season. And you guys, are we all as confident on Tampa as we were at the start of the year? I mean, they are the number as one confident? seed. As confident? Not as confident because I didn't expect I Boston and Toronto being this good. Yeah, okay. I had Tampa Nashville at the start of the season. Okay. Oh, well, that's. <laughs> I, yeah, I said it had been. I'd probably change to that. that. You had the two best teams right now. Look at that. And I said Winnipeg Doesn't was a goal contender away from being a cup contender. You did. Why are you pointing a plastic fork at me? <laughs> Threatening. Intimidation. <laughs> I just got like a, a vision as to what Jamie's going to be in 51 years when he's I'll just like you the HR if you'd like. I, you know, I, yeah, at least point a spork at me or something. You have to find it first. Will the Coyotes, this is from Eric. Not a playoff question. Will the Coyotes ever get a new captain selected, question mark, thoughts, question mark? So he doesn't just want yes or no. I think, I think they'll probably name a captain next season. Really? Okay. I do. Who? Oliver? Yeah. It could be Oliver. Thanks. I had a long discussion with Oliver about that yesterday. And uh, I think Rick Tuckett's liking the way he's leading now. So I could, I could see him being a captain next year. Yeah, it should, it should be Oliver Ekman-Larsen. They should do it next year. And if they don't, it's very strange. Well, what? if they don't, Oliver's probably playing somewhere else because yes. they had to trade him because they couldn't sign him this what, summer. Can you give us a – well, maybe you can't give us an update on that, but you, you had told Damn me something actually. earlier <laughs> that, that uh, Oliver had said, too, just in terms of how he now – he came to terms with the fact that Tockett came in and didn't name a captain. Yes. He, he, he admitted that it stung when he wasn't named captain after he was hearing he was going to be yeah, named captain. He a lot went on the record with this. He's, he admitted it was disappointing. And he had gotten his hopes up. He had his mind set to become captain. He was excited about it. So when Rick decided to just go with several alternate captains, it stung a little bit. But he understood why he did it. He said it made sense. He didn't know anybody here. He needed to learn the player. So he got it in the end. And, and once he got past that, he said he was fine with the decision. But he'd still like to be captain. And, and as he said, he thinks, he thinks he'd do a good job of it. And I think we saw that over the last two months. Not only did he play at an elite defenseman level, he had an edge to his game those last mm-hmm. couple yeah. of months. That was, and that's sort of a, a reflection of his coach, I think. You got to get him signed. You got to make him yes. the captain, yes. and then you're in a real you good do. spot because your defense is loaded. You've got your all of his loaded in. and set. Yeah. And set. And Other than the depth guys, of course. I think Kevin Connaughton's going to end up can, signing somewhere yeah, else because yeah, somebody's going to overpay. Find guys, you can the, find yeah. lots of pair defensemen. You Six, can, seven guys. You, you can, can find those yeah. guys. And I like Stepan as as one of my alternate captains. I mean, you're set. At, at leadership, it's not it's not like Coyotes fans were used to for 21 or yeah. 22 years, as Shane, Shane Doan pointed out on this podcast when we had him on. He was actually in the league for 22 years. But uh, you, you don't have Shane Doan, but you've got the guy that Doan groomed to be the next captain at Oliver. And, oh, by the way, you've got Derek Stepan, who's a great leader. Oh, and by the way, Nick Jarmerson's been around the league for a minute or two. Yeah, he knows some it's stuff. He's one of the things called, uh, oh, yeah, Stanley Cups. Yeah. So he's on that as well. Remember when Chicago was good? 
Hey. I do. But also, hey now. But I think the key point is something that, that Craig Morgan tweeted. Uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday was Cleon Day. The country about, singer or this one? No, the, this one. Uh, the, uh, about the less, the less famous guy. The, the reiterating. Not, the not so famous guy. Yeah. But Ekman Larson reiterating that Phoenix is where he still wants to play because there's been a lot of narratives from outside of the United States that have and indicated not, not otherwise. Sweden. Not Are Sweden. any of those emanating from Mexico? No. Um, okay. No, not quite. Let's say north of the United States. So we've limited this now to the North Pole, if you think Santa believes that Oliver Ekman Larson should be traded, <laughs> or Canada. Um, I've got another question. Greenland. Greenland, Greenland is the also. Nanofit Daily. Greenland. That's true. I'm not sure what they think in... What is it called? Gobtab? Is that that city in Greenland? The yeah. what? The Nanovit Daily? Is that yeah. what you said? <laughs> uh, if we have any listeners and wherever that is, who's, please. Who's the columnist there? <laughs> I don't know who the, the na- Bjork. So, no, I guess Bjork's not from Greenland. Iceland. Iceland. This one's Iceland, from, which is very green, and Greenland, which is very icy. Icy? Icy, yeah. It's odd. That, was, that question was from Eric. Uh, okay. This one's from Joe. Do the Oilers and Flames bounce back next season with their current rosters, coaching staff, and front office? If not, what will it take for them to get back in? Well, I'm going to say Edmonton, nope. No, Edmonton has huge problems on that roster. Huge problems. All of the GMs making. As far as Calgary... By the way, it's noneofitnews.com, if you're wondering. Oh, so it's real. Uh, it is real. Wow, look at that. And who is the columnist? I have no idea. Keep looking that up. <laughs> They do have a sports section, though. Calgary's, Bjorn, Calgary's Bjorn an interesting situation. Uh, they right now have a story on Hanley Ramirez. Is Glenn Gulletson going to be the coach? <laughs> the pride of Greenland. So far, so good. Hanley Ramirez. <laughs> I am saying that's the top story is Hanley Ramirez. Okay, so wait, let's, let's go team by team here of these two. Calgary. Let's start with Calgary. That, uh, that team should be a playoff Just team. Need scoring depth. Need their yeah. defense to play better than it did this yes. season. If you ha- haven't fired Gulletson yet, are you not doing it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the, what the rush is. Well, but okay. Like but the typically now versus two weeks from now. Like I don't know right. if there's a big rush to. You but why would you right wait? Now. Like, what are you waiting for? Typically, I to feel make like sure you can get a coach you want. Dave Tippett's out there. Well, again, if if they if they want Dave Tippett and Dave Tippett wants to be there, so maybe they're talking, talking to Tippett. Maybe. Okay. But you lose your leverage point if you already have your coach fired. That's a good thing. So, uh, yeah, that team needs secondary scoring. Uh, they need their defense to live up to expectations. I don't think they need new players down there. They just need to. Yeah. play better. Goal Which tending. may happen with Dougie Hamilton and, yeah. and uh, Hamannick in particular because they're both young guys who will just keep improving. And, and I think if they, if they get, really, if they get those things, it would be nice if they could find another center, but yes. that would be they, nice for most really teams. And, yeah, but, but theirs, I mean, they you feel like they have a number one center. Yes. So maybe maybe you get some guy who can be a, like a 50-point yeah. guy. You yeah. can be okay. Hey, I know. Think, think guy that plays in Alberta that apparently is on the block. Mm-hmm. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yeah. Oh, look at that transition. But, you know, I Although, think Edmonton yeah. still has its eye on Oliver Ekman Larson. Although at Ryan some point Nugent you need Hopkins. somebody that can, that can play defense down the middle. <laughs> um, I, again, just because they have hyphenated last not, names doesn't mean they're yeah, equal. Yeah, just I'm, can't, I'm, I can't stop I laughing at that rumor. I'm throwing out a name. Not that this name is going to be somebody that goes to Calgary, but the type of player. If they could get a Derek Stepan type player there, somebody yeah. that you could put up against there other top offensive lines as well, maybe give Monahan a little bit easier minutes. That would be an ideal fit. Having seen Stepan in person for a whole season this year, I don't like. I know you guys think Blake Wheeler is the most underrated forward in the game, and I don't disagree with that. I think Ricard Raquel is right there He's too. Like nobody remembers he puts up thirty-five goals and seventy points every year. But Derek Stepan is an extremely underrated player unless he is. He's on your team. He does a lot of good things. I, I always question why Stepan's not a better face-off guy, though. Let's go ask him. Um, usually, usually, right well, yeah. usually, age and experience make you. Uh, that's that's one of the biggest keys yeah. in, in becoming a better faceoff guy. Yeah. I think it's something that he could really work on. I, again, I think faceoffs are overrated as a 
an indicator of no, much of anything because it's about as much what happens right after you win the face-off yes. as anything else. But you'd but, obviously rather win than lose. Yes. How about uh, my wow, <laughs> way to break it down? Edmonton, real quick, anything they can do? It doesn't look like they're going to do anything. I, I don't know. I don't. They're not in a position to do anything. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what they, they're. They're going to have to just basically make small adjustments and pray that they shoot at some crazy high percentage next year and that they can get into the postseason. Like, they're they're, they're, they're always small adjustments. Yeah. Um, they're just, they're just, so they'll trade Drysaddle. Like, like, something small like that. Yeah, I, just, I, I don't see an easy way out. Unless you could find another sucker to take a, a bad contract off your hands. Like, I don't know. Usually you're the and sucker. And you're the though. GM that would do it. So, like, you, you can't trade with yourself. What's the line from, from rounders? If you can't spot the fish at the table, you're the fish. That's, yeah, there you go. At the poker table. That's um. The, the correct line is if you don't know the mark at the table, it's you. But, you know, hey, whatever. Wow. But the point was stays the same, does it not? Are you at least going to read that in Teddy KGB's voice, even though it was Matt Damon that said it? Pretty sure Worm said it. I'm pretty sure Edward Norton said it. All right, guys, this is a trade. No, okay, I'm, you know, after the show, I'm going to find out that, that there's a line said by Matt Neither Damon. Jamie Eisen, this is a train wreck. <laughs> Abandoned ship, okay. By the oh, way, my abort, uh, Stanley Cup prediction, since okay. you guys didn't get to it yeah. earlier. Oh, we are going here? Okay. No, no, just him. Just for him. Just, just for me. Because he's lost his microphone. Nashville over. Sorry. Tampa Bay. Way to go out on a limb there, Chris. Bold. That's okay, bold, before we hit the two-hour mark on this podcast. You wanted me to do the prediction. That I didn't want you I to did. talk. I did ask for it. I thought we were going round by round, but now it's out there. And those are the two teams I had in the cup final. Too, I so. just want to say that the if you go by Vegas, the two favored teams, Nashville in the West, Boston in the East. So think about that. I have Nashville over Pittsburgh. Okay. No, we're not doing this. No, I'm doing it right now. Wow. You Craig already did it. Do you think Craig, so? Craig already did it. Craig and Chris already did it. So. We're going round by round. Those were the teams I had at the start of the season. I, I, you saw my preview today on the Eastern Conference. Which the way, the way Boston. I, Luke didn't read it. We know he never reads. It's like, it's like my wife. I don't he even never reads anything literate. I write. Do we know what if Luke's literate? <laughs> well, he does have those. Oh, my email won't open today. Oh, I forgot my power cord. You know, it's, yeah, it's from the future. It's a consistent yeah. I'm just looking for, I'm wondering. I, I go to websites that and are He turns his computer, pictures. you know, at an angle where we can't see it, probably because he's just looking at illustrations. You know, you know what yeah. it, it is? Because he can only read emojis. That's why he loves that Emojinia show on Game Show Network. Yeah, well, look, that was a great show, and nobody's going to fight that. I've never, by the way, I've never been able to find that again. No, I don't think it existed. I think we hallucinated when we saw that show. I will say that I did look at Luke's computer monitor, and all it has is pictures and numbers. See, so, is, is there yeah. is there a sports site that just does pictures for you know to illustrate for like the book of Kells for yeah. sports journalism yeah it's like a pop-up book uh, yeah all, I found all pictures so you can understand this picture of Oveshkin's from like 2004 <laughs> that's not accurate since I don't read I can really tell when pictures are or are not uh, up to date let's quickly do the awards these last couple what did we ones. leave out just the Hart Trophy the Norris and the Vesna. Oh, that, oh, that's all let's get let's just do the Vesna right now not let's get it out of the way deal Pecorino. Pecorino. yeah done uh, you know, here's here's, and I don't, even, I don't think he's going to be a finalist. Look at the underlying numbers on Sergey Bobrovsky. Okay, he should at least be a finalist. You can make an argument yeah. that he should win. Can I go to underlyingnumbers.com or where should I look for those? <sighs> Do you know how to spell that? Well, I mean, no. Is there a picture <laughs> that goes along with that? Um, I know that we've talked about this, maybe not on this podcast, but we've talked about it. Auntie Ranta was actually pretty close to being a Vezina finalist, was he not? Ten more games. Yeah. If he played ten more games. If he just played. I mean, his goals against average at the end of the year is behind only Marc-Andre Fleury. Another guy who will probably be finishing the top six. Both those guys will get votes. 
they just won't be finalists. And his save percentage is the best in the NHL. I mean, that is absurd when you think about it. We've On the broadcast, we've made such a point of what Ranta has done since January 1st, but this is full season. So this counts yeah. the first half of the year when the Coyotes weren't playing any defense in front of him or their defense was hurt and their forwards looked confused. Ranta, even with that, has the best save percentage in the NHL this year and the second best goals against average. Yeah, not bad. He's been really strong for he, them. He almost should be a Vezina finalist. He shouldn't win because he didn't play enough games. I, 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 I won't put him in the top three. Yeah, but he's, I, he's I, in, I don't think 47 games quite yeah. cuts it. That's just over half the game. Well, Fleury only played 46. Yeah, well, I don't have him as a finalist okay. either. Yeah. Um, and again, to be clear, like Pecorine, who's going to win and should, mm-hmm. only played 12 more games than Ranta. I'm just going to keep trying to throw that out there to people that think that Ranta missed 35 games this no, year. No, he didn't, but 12 more games is that's, that's, that's a significant percentage. It's, 12, 12 games agree. was the difference between the Coyotes being at least, uh, maybe wildcard contender and being completely out of it in the first month of the year. So I like, agree. It's, it matters. But, but it's not. It's, people have this belief that starting goalies play like 78 to 82 games. No, that just never happens. If you get, if you, I, think, I think the unofficial cutoff for Vezina candidates is is about 50 games yeah so and i i kind of think it should be 55 but he didn't get there he's he's eight shy of that how about defense for the norris wait we, are we not even talking about the other finalists for vezina just the winners well i try who else do you think is in this conversation i think connor hellebuck's in this conversation i think john gibson's in this conversation and of course vasilevsky who's fallen off so much that yeah, i think he's, out, I think he's out of the top three now yeah I think he's well, all these guys on tampa bay that look like locks to win awards at the start of the year right and now they're well headmond could still win there's a, a groundswell of support for him that'd be like interesting because this is not the year for headmond but there's almost like a we man we should have given it to you one of the last three years mm-hmm. so like here it is kind of effect to it um you <sighs> named him that, i yeah. mean who else would there really be Nobody, that, nobody that's played enough. I just, I, I think people really should take. I don't think Bobrovsky is going to be a finalist. I think pe- people should really dive into those yeah. numbers and look what he's done. So who are your finalists then? My three finalists are Rene Hellebuck and Bobrovsky. Okay, so you don't have Vasilevsky in there. Nope, no. I dropped him. And, I, and John Gibson is just a, he's probably number four for me. Yeah, okay. I, I have Rene Hellebuck and Gibson with Bobrovsky as four. Like it's, it's close. Yeah, uh, yeah and Chris has just been. Oh, oh hey, hi, you what? Are you doing? No, that's Timothy Lilligren winning the. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, can he win? No, award? I'm not paying attention. Can Corey Crawford win the award? <laughs> yeah, he uh, can. If he played 30 more games, okay. No, then uh, the exact uh, Pecorine. Same case, yes, uh-huh. Pecorine. Always pick the finished goalie because they're always the best. Uh, defense. No, we just talked about Hedman. Another guy who's not going to get any love whatsoever is John Klingberg. No, he's not. Um... I'm leaning toward Drew Doughty here. I, I was going to say Doughty. I, to. I was, you know, and I know it, it, it's not the be-all, end-all of stats. It's just another tool. But I was surprised at his how his offensive and defensive zone starts are essentially even. Yeah. Lowest of the candidates by a significant margin in terms of uh, uh, offensive zone starts when you think about an offensive defenseman. And when we talked to, to him, if you remember this, Luke, or, or maybe you were trapped in the lobby because you didn't bring your license and they wouldn't let you in anywhere. Wow. Um, when and we talked to him true. about this, he said, look, if, and Carlson said it too, if, 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 Drew, if they switch teams, Drew Doughty could be asked to, be do, to do something now, I different. I asked that question. You, oh, you were actually there? Yes. Okay, so there you go. Why don't you finish this thought then? No, I mean, they both ended up saying it independently of each yeah. other. They were at separate yeah. podiums and they both, it was weird. It was like this mind melt where they both said if, Doughty said if I was asked to be more offensive in Ottawa, maybe I would be that sort of player. And right. Carlson said the same thing. And then Carlson proceeded to become the best defenseman in the world for the next couple of years which is where we are now. But uh, he hasn't won the Norris since he got better, which is kind of weird. 
isn't it? Like yeah. he won in, in 15 and he really took off, I think, after that. He was still good. Yeah. He yeah. won in 12 we, and 15. He didn't have a he didn't have a Carlson type year this year. I don't I don't think he's going to be a finalist this year and then no. obviously the tragedy too of losing a child. That's that's awful. But there when you look at candidates here, there there are a lot of guys that put up good stats in terms of goals, assists, points, but their under, underlying numbers are troubling in one way or another. Like John Carlson has a very mediocre Corsi 4. Brent Burns also, starts like all of his he starts in the offensive zone all the time. Also, Carlson's yeah. like the third most time on ice for defensemen on that team. That's that's see that's one area where I get I have just like this bias. If you're not the go-to guy on your team at, on defense that season, he should be though. Then you're can't win the Norris for me. Um, I, I have Subban? Dowdy as well. Subban's uh, Subban probably number three for me behind Hedman, but I think I would go Dowdy Hedman Subban. But I hear what you're saying about Klingberg. He's he's at least yeah he should be considered but he's, I mean, yeah he's definitely in the conversation. Feels like Dallas wasn't even in the NHL this year. Yeah, it's a, it, you're right. That's a weird team. They they have enough star power that you think we talk about them more yet they're just, they don't do anything. They're just completely uninteresting. I will throw one name out that I don't think maybe one of you guys said it but I didn't hear it. Seth Jones. Good. Make but your case. I. He got better as the year went on, and when Columbus went on that run late in the year to to secure a playoff spot, would they win like ten in a row? He was the main catalyst for that, I think. I mean, he was providing offense. He's always been good defensively. He finished the year with sixteen goals and forty one assists. In fact, he might have been the highest goal scoring defenseman. No, he wasn't. No, Pro had seventeen, and Hedman. Okay, but he was and Dougie Hamilton. But he was one point behind all of them. Uh, he was the anchor of that defense, I think, even with Zach Wierenski back there. I'm not saying he should win, and I'm not even necessarily saying he should be a finalist because I gave you my three finalists, but I think he should get some consideration. And How about same. old friend Keith Yandel? Yeah, like 50 assists, points. didn't he? Yeah, he had, had a good year. Assists. He did have a good year, actually. Yeah, 40 Sounds assists. like he's happy there. He lives on the ocean. It's probably easy to be happy. I still like the California ocean more than the uh, Florida. Florida ocean. Yeah. yeah, especially the Gulf, where you probably shouldn't swim anymore. No. Yeah. Probably not a good Although idea. I, I, does Yandel live in Western Florida? No. So no, like that would be weird. That'd he's, be, he's, he's on the, he's on the heck of a commute from Sunrise to Tampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's fine. But yeah, no, the golf is trash. All right. My <laughs> 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 All right. So just no, before we move fun. on to the Hart Trophy, and we were, I'm sure we're going to offend the Devils fans. Is, is the New Jersey of bodies of water. Okay, I was just waiting for you to, to make a <laughs> distinction between the two of them. Well, it's got a lot of oil in it. Let's put it that way. Not not the natural kind that's good for your skin. Oh boy. Um, the, the kind that kills pelicans. Okay. And not the New Orleans pelicans, but the actual, yeah. Actual, real pelicans, like in the Pelican Brief, a movie you never saw, because you don't see movies, and no. of course it's probably too old for both of you anyway. Hard trophy. I know who's in it. Uh, Mel Gibson. And? Mel Gibson's reflection in a mirror. Julia Roberts. Yes. yes. Nice. Never done. saw it, Thank though. Thank you. Good job. Never, never saw it. <laughs> Just in the same breath. Never saw it, though. <laughs> um... Hart Trophy winner oh, is. Geez. It's been a couple years since the pride of uh, Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia, won a heart. Are we up the Pelican brief then? Yes. Okay. Uh, just Nate, just Nate for McKinnon. a second. Just checking Nate in. McKinnon is my heart. Does Sidney Crosby ever win a heart again? No, because he should have won last year and he was no. That was that, no, because you know why he's going to continue to be the, a very good player that people have fatigue about, and there's there are enough young players in the league that are going to be just sexy. Well, Sidney Crosby's been the best player in the league for two years, Luke. You you know this. TSN told you. Oh, I stopped reading. Them. Oh. <laughs> they have words, not pictures. That's true. Uh, you never could read. 
It feels just admit it. <laughs> it feels Na- like it's yeah, it's Nate McKinnon for me. He's my, it's my number one. I go McKinnon, Kopitar, Malkin. Crosby's going to finish his career with two heart trophies, and I would That's make insane. the case it is insane that he is much better in the last two years, and even to a certain extent this year than he was earlier in his career. Like he does everything now, and yet, yeah, you're right. He's not <laughs> not ever going to win one if he didn't win one last year. Because people are going to look for reasons to not give it to Sidney Crosby. And I think that that's part of the equation. Now, I'm not saying he should have won this year. No, no, but no. last but year I mean, he should have. He's not going to win any tiebreakers. Tie is going to go to anybody that's not Crosby because he's won. And there's fatigue about it. Yeah, I just, when does that come into Maybe play? Maybe not to a Russian player because apparently, Well, that's you know, true. If it's a Russian which player. Which is ridiculous in and of itself, but yeah. it is what it is. Malkin's <clears> never <throat> won any, correct? Oh, no, no, he won. He did and win. He won way, in 2012. Malkin probably won't finish in the top three in ballots outside of this room. And we don't have ballots this year. If Malkin's not... If he's not top three, you're going to be upset? Really? If, 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 this, if this were your ballot, McKinnon, Kopitar, Kucherov, you'd be upset with that? I, wouldn't, I won't say I'm gonna, I would be upset, but I think Malkin was more important to the Penguins than Kucherov. 72, 76.2% offensive zone starts. Hmm. Okay. 44% face-off percentage. But also 42 goals, yep. 98 points, and I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, I don't think Pittsburgh makes... Okay. Pittsburgh may have missed the playoffs if this is one of those years that Malkin was hurt. That's probably a better way to put it. Like you said before, they finished, what, four points ahead of New Jersey? Three. Okay, so <laughs> he was a difference maker. Now, I, 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 He's a great player. I just wouldn't have him my finalist. I had him on, on the list. I would, I would go McKinnon, then Kopitar, then Malkin. Then Hall, then Kucherov, and Giroux, too. And McDavid, I don't want to undersell McDavid. I just don't know where to put him because he can't win because he won last year on the exact opposite argument. I can't put you that high either. He could win. That's yeah. the sad thing. But, yeah. he, but he shouldn't. This groundswell I mean, of support McDavid's just because going to he be put a, up lots McDavid's of points in the last final. two months. Like, do any of us believe McDavid won't be a finalist? Oh, I think he will finish second, and I think it'll be very close to whoever wins. Silly. And, again, you've got to take the broader view. Last year, the argument was, well, he should win because look where he got his team. This year he got his team nowhere. It's not his fault. Oh, but that doesn't matter. But you can't switch the argument each year. Yep, yep. Like, you can't do that. No doubt. And they will. It's a factor. It's just one of the many factors in deciding who the MVP is. I do believe that playoffs should matter. I believe that, and maybe, maybe not even playoffs, but playoff playing, contention, meaningful games, games in yes. March and April. He, he, has, he hasn't played meaningful games in a long time. Yeah, I don't think he's one of those guys that's going to spend his time, his career feeding on garbage stats, but he did this year. Absolutely, the last two months. Yeah. And again, and nobody is saying that McDavid is anything other than an otherworldly generational talent. Yes. We're just saying this year he might not be the MVP. I know that's like a – heaven forbid somebody says that about McDavid, like you're trashing him. Again, I'll make this point because now the season is over. Last year, seven players broke the 80-point barrier. One of them uh, was more than 89 points. That was McDavid with 100. Yeah. This year, 21 players broke the 80-point barrier, and uh, three of them broke 100. Another, so 10 players were 90 or more. Blake Wheeler had 91, and then you just go up from there. Three players over 100 points this year. I like it. Yes. Without expanding the goals to, like, soccer-sized nets either. Like, nothing changed, really. We just got more scoring. Unless something changed I don't know about. What did they do? They didn't do anything, yeah. did they? Again, look look at the league's most underrated player there, number nine in scoring. Yeah. Crosby? The quietest, oh. the quietest 91-point season. <laughs> but Phil Kessel like, with 92 know. points. Phil Kessel had an ex- excellent season. He doesn't. He's not getting enough love either. But again, none of the, not in the top three no, conversation, no, but no. definitely in the top eight to ten conversation. Yeah, maybe eight to ten. Uh, 
Can we say something about Taylor Hall before we wrap up? Sure. Like, we should also mention that Jeff Blashill's coming back to Detroit. Cause, yes. Because, yeah. Sure. What, what does it matter, I guess? I guess that's, <laughs> nothing I guess that's the attitude. What does it matter? <laughs> Hopefully that wasn't their reasoning, though. Yeah, Jeff Blashill's coming back because yeah, I mean, what does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, whatever. <laughs> Do you want to talk about players that team's did going nowhere fast. make a huge impact, though? Taylor Hall, in, an, in a normal year... His 39-goal, 93-point season where he drags New Jersey from first pick in the draft into a playoff probable five forty two point disparity, right, on yeah. the next closest player, yeah. which is the widest in the league. If you want to talk, if you want to go just pure definition of most valuable to his team, yep. that stat you just gave right there, it's really hard to argue against yeah. Taylor Agreed. Hall. If that were the only thing that yeah. I, were, I was measuring in MVP status, yeah. yes, that he would He's, win. He's a hell of a player. Like I, I'm, I'm legitimately excited that he is. I should say breaking out is the wrong term because he's been he was a good player before this, but having this sort of resurgence in New Jersey just because. And I believe the story you did uh, with Taylor Hall talking about how how affected he was by the ending in Edmonton and things yeah, that were said about him and kind of hung up on it for a while. And I, I'm glad he kind of got over that breakup uh, and is excelling and is playing really exciting hockey again. I'm surprised that this is the first year he's ever broken 30 goals. Well, he's he's had some injury stuff and he has. He's had some some tough injuries. I mean, the skate to the face, remember that? Yeah, he had the skate to the face. And again, he plays a more physical style than people think. I mean, that was the big Oh yeah. There was there was a knock on him when he was with Windsor of that this guy's an all-world talent, mm-hmm. but he's going to hurt himself on the ice. And like, he has. He's not the size of Ovechkin when Ovechkin throws his body around at times. Also, uh underrated maybe in terms of like if this is why him and McDavid needed to stay on the same line, they might be the two fastest players in the NHL. Other than, like, I can't even imagine what they could do together. <laughs> Who would you throw in? I mean, Hall Hall would hit fifty goals at some point. I, as those do, two players I do think together. so. Yeah, I do I think agree. he would hit fifty goals. It's crazy to me. Who else are the fastest players? Like Carl Hagelin, Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, Taylor Hall, um, Low Key, Phil Kessel. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Oh, Kessel's one of the faster players. He doesn't in the look like. Don't, just don't think about it. Um, John Scott. Anybody? Any votes for John? No. <laughs> All yeah, right, Dylan Strong. All right, we wrapped up the uh, playoff preview with. Yeah, they've uh, basically given us the equipment yeah, I know. to get they're, out of the bar. They're, they're flashing the lights. Out of the podcast studio they're, right now. They're running that's the, AC the ceiling because it's about the 700 degrees in here. So. All right, that's going to do Biggest it for us. Leave. Can I read this Dylan Larkin quote before we go on Jeff Blashill? Sure, sure. This doesn't exactly sound like a ringing endorsement. He's gotten better. That sounds different to say about a coach. He has become more mature. He has a good grasp of the room. Dylan, Lar- Dylan Larkin Dylan said Larkin's that. has been in the league for three seconds. Shouldn't but Jeff Flashell say, be saying that about Dylan Larkin? Right. He has become more mature. Okay, what was he before? He was the guy telling the jokes. Dylan, he can't tell. He's just pranking the whole Nicholas locker room. Not Nicholas Cronwall. Yeah, exactly. Dylan Larkin? Yeah, that was, that was interesting. Wow. Anyway. All right, on that Dylan Larkin note, for uh, Jamie Eisner, for Craig Morgan, for Leftovers, I'm Luke Lipinski. And for the air conditioning. And for the air conditioning. Enjoy the playoffs. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to the Natural Hat Trick Podcast.